<laughs> I met this six-year-old child with this blank, pale, emotionless face and the blackest eyes. Like a doll's eyes. I love this town! <laughs> Hello, city! Hello, and welcome to the City of Geeks podcast. I am Bob. I'm Cody. I'm Kim. I'm Tony. And we're at our year-end retrospective. So thank you for coming Yay. in to listen to us. No matter how you found us, if you just searched uh, online for best of the year and you came across us, thank you, first-time listeners. Um, you can find us at cityofgeek.com with our written reviews, uh, YouTube for some more film reviews, which are also listed on, on a or just online. me and Bob sitting in a car. <laughs> <laughs> really awesome. I was in one of them. Yeah, exactly. I felt so bad. I'm like, I'm like this entire blob, and you're just like behind. Hey, I'm Kim. <laughs> and uh, yeah, back in the, back in the first episode, back in September, Cody and I went over some of our favorites and least favorites. Then, um, but now we have all four of us for the first time. So this is going to be an interesting experiment, yes. and uh, the whole year to discuss about. So if you're finding us from searching best or worst of the year, however, outside these podcasts, you can find. SoundCloud, iTunes for the for the actual uh, podcast here. So, so like, comment, subscribe, share, tell everyone how much you hate us, um, and then you can find us online at cityofgeek.com. That Mary Poppins review. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> not, not too much, not as much as I expected. Yeah, no, I mean, um, it was just mostly old ladies. Oh, I don't agree with you, Sir Bob. And uh, but we can find we're talking about news, other content, things that we're working on, uh, various. Retrospectives and, Pretty and soon themes some true crime. and some true yeah. crime that Kim's working on. Uh, Christian, probably on, you also find the the Facebook on our Facebook page. We'll type out little things uh, or just share trailers and news and other things that are on our heads. Um, but yeah, find us there, uh, citygeek.com or citygeek slash Facebook. We're also Twitter, Instagram, a couple other things. Um, but however, yeah, if this is the first time through, welcome. Uh, if you've been following us and listened to every episode, what the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, all Mom! Four, all four of you are the greatest! <laughs> but, but, uh, Thanks, Nicole, and uh, my mom doesn't know how to do the internet, so yeah, probably just Nicole. My wife doesn't listen, she just has to hear me talk about it. Uh, <laughs> Same thing with mine. We're talking about our... The year of 2018, it was a big year for film, if you ask me, uh, between giant films like Avengers or uh, smaller documentaries going giant, uh, Free Solo, uh, Won't You Be My Neighbor, a whole bunch of other things were just huge. And Netflix really put out a lot of uh, content this year, so they're really starting to, to, get, to get on top. Pretty yeah. big hit for them. Yeah, yeah they, they do. This is the biggest hit ever. Yeah. For sure. And, uh, I, and I enjoyed Bird Box. I, I still haven't watched I haven't it, so it's not on my list or anywhere. But I know it's got Sandra Bullock and she's Daredevil. So. Yeah. What? <laughs> no, it's just basically the movie. Oh, okay. Uh, but I don't know about you guys. I have about 200 movies on my list. I know Tony, his list, he's like, one. <laughs> just kidding. Um, but, uh, you made so, me look bad, Bob. He's like, oh, I've done 100 mini reviews. He's like, oh, I've seen like 10 movies the whole year. Uh, but I've, I've seen, seen 18. I've seen 18. But I, I think most of my lists lean positive, maybe because I usually like try and balance out good and bad movies, and this year I really focus on the good. Um, so doing my... as Cody mentioned my year-end retrospective, which I'm in the middle of writing. Um, I found most of my stuff end up being things I would recommend in some some way. Yeah, um, I would agree with that. Most of my... I had to kind of sit down and think about my bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For me, 
the bad just comes to me. And That's, we'll talk about that. that later. We are doing our we're gonna do our individual top tens along with our five worsts, um, and then hopefully I know I will be working this. A couple other people mentioned that uh, on on the website itself, we'll, we'll post up yep. maybe our own written retrospectives. We might focus more on a particular genre or a particular thing, or just simply things we didn't talk about today, because. Um, we like to here. talk. We like to talk, yes. Uh, so we're going to try and stay in. Podcast, we love to talk. And there are many things that mm, I hope we, between us all, we've seen everything that was worth talking about. I know I there's a so. bunch of things that I have missing from my list that I'm, hopefully one of you guys have yeah, seen. Yeah, you never yeah. saw Death of a Nation, you dick. Yeah, I think I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I'm still reach crying. out to us for, for things that we might have missed, recommendations for yourself, or what your own list would be, and how, if you want to go over how, how much we're wrong. As I noted, we're doing uh, our top tens lists. So what we're going to do is uh, we're just going to go around, going with the tens, the number nines, number eights, and we'll try if we'll talk about each of those movies, but we won't say we're one person's going over what their number ten is and number eight is. We won't say if that list is somewhere that movie somewhere else on our list to keep the suspense going of what our number ones are. Um, and then after that, we'll jump over to our bottom fives. And then if we have a little time, we'll maybe since our next episode is going to be a retrospective, not retrospective, of looking forward to everything coming out in the spring, uh, we're going to jump to the first like two weeks there. So that's what we'll be looking at over the next X number of minutes. Um, right. 15 hours. Slash Hope you guys are, are ready in for this. X, mm-hmm. Maybe X, 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 X. <laughs> oh, I'm to call out of my shift for tomorrow. Porn doesn't this. count. No, I'm kidding. But that's a, how bump. I roll. Wait, okay, whoa, 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 whoa. Porn that's doesn't how we count. count. <laughs> how am I going to talk about my Grinch porn if the porn doesn't count, Bob? <laughs> Count? <laughs> oh man! There goes my list. Yeah, there goes it. Yeah. My sorry, Randall. Shot. <laughs> and a shooting. Just so we're starting with me for the best of list. Um, yeah, so we're gonna yeah we're gonna start with our our, our best of here, and uh, so we just jump into it and see how everything flows. All right. All right. Here we go. Uh, so Cody, what is uh what is your number ten? Whatever this whiskey is that Tom. <laughs> Tom? Tom. Tom. Oh, I forgot How long have you known Tony? Tony? This is some damn good whiskey. This is some damn good whiskey. No, it was the roofie. It was the roofie that gave me. If you need to find me tomorrow, you know who did it. Um, anyway, so Christopher Robin. I really like that movie a lot. Um, my mom always really liked Eeyore and, uh, like, like literally. Um, you know, her, my dad's thing was Snoopy. Mm-hmm. Her thing was Eeyore. She still has a fuckload of them at the house. Um, it was fun. I liked everything about it. It wasn't necessarily the greatest movie of all time. It wasn't something necessarily I'd probably even watch again. But it was a fun, just kind of, almost like candy sitting down. You know, it's like nostalgia candy. Mm-hmm. You know, sitting down, see Ewan McGregor and try not to think of the Obi-Wan memes. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, that they... Obviously I have the high ground! Oh, bother. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, General Kenobi. <laughs> uh, Jim Cummings, obviously great. I really liked Brad Car- uh, Brad Carrot. Brad Garrett as Eeyore. Um, yeah, it was fun. I mean, I, I, I don't really have a lot, to, 100% to say about it, but I liked it enough that it, I left the theater with a great big smile. So I'm going to start out with a disagreement, which I end up, it's not on my bottom 10, don't worry. Okay. But it <laughs> is towards the bottom. Of I gave like, when I spread out everything, I ended up giving like a two out of five era. Like, I, I like, I think the CG looks great. They look lifelike and they look oh, like yeah. actual dolls. Uh, but I thought the story I've seen a hundred different times, you know, you yeah. got a middle-aged guy who's lost focus of his life and something has to bring him back. Um, and the weird post-apocalyptic, post-apocalyptic, 
alcohol. Um, <laughs> Try saying that five times. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Post destruction, uh, hundred acre woods is really a weird tonal choice of like everything's falling apart to see left, and everyone's all sad and weird and missing. <laughs> And you look at it as a Star Wars prequel after, <laughs> after the fall of the Jedi. It makes some sense. And I, I, I love Haley Atwell, and I thought that she was kind of given the shaft. Oh, her, yeah. her, 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 the, her, the daughter. Wait, a female actress being given the shaft? What? Yes. What? That's what? a great one. Like Haley Atwell was amazing. Yeah, no, Haley Atwell is fucking great. Like yeah, I forgot they could have they could have cut her and the daughter out of the movie completely, and it's like. That was a women loss. characters who are disposable. What? Although there was one scene, <laughs> one character in this whole movie, the guy who wants to play Jim Rummy with him. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure he just wants to wear Christopher Robin's skin. <laughs> like, Come on, guys. Oh, well, see now I want to watch it. See, exactly. <laughs> like, I'm like, he, he like tries good. to blind him and shit, and that's how he even finds Pooh. He's trying to avoid this guy. Who's like, oh, Baba. <laughs> you can like see in his head, it's like, okay, do I go back and almost get my skin eaten by this guy, or just go with the imaginary? But bear? like, it's weird, but like, he, he never goes gets, with the imaginary. And that bear. guy's left hanging. He's like, I'll come by tomorrow, and like, the movie comes- just ends. And like, I expected to be like an end credit scene of him like playing Jen Rami with this dude. Never happened. <laughs> or like the guy wearing a suit. <laughs> <You> <laughs> <know>? <laughs> or or Uma wearing a suit. <laughs> it's funny. I thought there was a similar end credit scene, except he's just gonna be hanging from a noose in his house, <laughs> <laughs> just you know, like with sad Ooh. music playing. See, That'll get even more darker than great I thought. Now I'm like I'm, I I didn't see it so because uh, it didn't look like my cup of tea. But uh, now I kind of want to. <laughs> I saw God, it I know. literally the day after I saw Death of a Nation. Stay tuned. <laughs> so maybe that also is affecting my love of it. That boosts it up because you know if you see it after literally watching a homeless man just like rave around in the gutter for t- for two hours, you probably don't <laughs> like it a bit worse. But that is Christopher Robin. Better than a homeless man. Any other thoughts on Christopher Robin before we move on? It, Tony, did you see it all? No, oh. I did not. In fact, you'll be hearing me say I didn't see that several times. <laughs> but what you did podcast. see is down to be damn right interesting because I know you. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's true. It's like true. I found this this you know at the bottom of the Romanian well. <laughs> the director killed himself right after making it, and so I found this. <laughs> You and Tom Carnell can just talk about that stuff all day. There you go. Oh, man. Tom Carnell is the coolest. Yeah. Shout out to Tom Carnell. And the Bonus Material Podcast. Ooh, now bonus. ending, but go check them out. Him and Langley are awesome. Cam, uh, what's your number 10? My number 10. I have to check my list. Oh, uh, Halloween 2018 was my Ooh, nice. Oh, nice, nice, nice. That's, that is on my list a little uh, further up. Yeah. Oh, One, and if it was a exclusively horror list, it would be further up for me. Uh but the mixture of stuff, I really struggled with where to put it, mm-hmm. and I couldn't justify it much higher only because it's not the greatest movie, but in terms of entertainment, in terms of anticipation, in terms of, fuck yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis. Damn right. And and uh, Judy Greer. And Judy gotcha. Greer. And, and, well, and oh, the... that was my favorite part of that whole fucking movie. I can't do it, Mom. I can't, I can't do it. Uh, spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert. We're probably um, spoiling everything we were talking about here. Sorry, guys. It's a year-end the... retrospective. You're entitled. Even the, job the, uh, uh, the teen actress, I thought she was, she was really solid. Like, uh, it was... It was so satisfying and and uh i think everything i could have wanted from a halloween movie that was happening you know 30 years 30 years 40 years, 40 40 years, years. later my god 40 years later this was h40 <laughs> <laughs> yeah i thought it really worked well for me and speaking of like we although we mentioned earlier that we all did a video review together yeah. that okay. was that so find that on youtube and you can find it on the website of the link yeah, to that still got our most views 
probably. Our Bumblebee review got two reviews <laughs> yeah, so far. Um, Bumblebee. Guys, that's Bumblebee. Hey, Bumblebee was great. It's up on my list. Don't shit talk oh, Bumblebee, or I will fight you. Uh, I haven't seen. Halloween ended up in my. <laughs> Halloween, Dude, like I was. Every, can't we all just get along? <laughs> we could try, but we could try. Like, Kim and I were talking yesterday about yeah. Halloween, and like I can name like twenty movies I liked. I think were better movies than it, but I still had it in my top ten. Ended up ultimately ending up in number eleven. Oh, just, just so close uh, to me. It just, oh, I it just kicked, ended up being pushed out. I ended up kicking, kicking it out. But, I uh, kicked something off my list that probably should have been on in terms of being a better movie. It's in my honorable mentions, in terms of being a better movie. But in terms of, I think a lot of it for me was it was Death of a Nation, wasn't it? It was Death of a Nation, Cody. Um, I, I mean, as as a as a woman and the lone sometimes vagina person has, you know, not to discount the penis that I wear a lot of times when I'm around you guys, but, um, penis, penis. <laughs> as, 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 as the lone woman, I will say that, uh, I look for stories and I'm more drawn to the stories about women. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so, um, for me, just the fact that we had these three badass women and we had Michael Myers and we had slashers and Halloween. I, I couldn't not have it on my list, even if it was not necessarily the best made film in terms of sheer love. I have such a deep love for that. And movie. I think it, it, it followed up the, the first one. Oh, perfectly. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the yeah. best and, and I think sequel really, directly to the first. Really yeah. good. Um, like me too film. Yeah. Michael Myers allows you to kind of fill in the villain on that end. Uh-huh. Um, so I, I really liked that from that perspective. It's like, you know, he needs to get his shit kicked in. It was nice seeing that, you know, no whip, and you, you know, they're not, Oh Lord, you have to save me, big man. No, it was just like Jamie Lee Curtis fucking stuff up. And then her granddaughter's fucking stuff up. And her, and all her the men in it are jackasses and, are bad But also showing, like, too, like, the long-term effects of trauma. I, I think that's... I I The movie just falls short of my... It's kind of an honorable mention on yeah. that list because I was extremely entertained by it. I love the fact that it did flirt with kind of the, the Me Too uh, ethos, for mm-hmm. want of a better term. I really think it... There's an earnest attempt... To tap into that, and I think yeah. Jamie and, and the the great thing is that Jamie Lee Curtis is so good; she fills in those blanks yeah. really nicely. So much so that when you're watching the movie, you don't really think about it. It's only afterwards where you're like, "Well, you know, it might have been nicer if there would have been more of her and more of Judy Greer and a little bit more humanizing of her." Now that said, the raw material that is there is a lot of fun. I was very entertained. I mean, oh, yeah. 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 as you can compare. Uh, Lori from so. yeah, I saw it three times myself. Like, and then if you look at Lori from the first film to this film, you see someone whose life was stopped. She mentioned yeah. stalking to her to her granddaughter. It's like I was National Honor Society. I was going to do this. I was going to do this. But this one night, yeah, you know, stopped, stopped it. I, I mean, yeah. like, stopped she, everything dead. She even says, you know, I don't care if my daughter hates me if she knows how to survive and live in this environment. That's that's all I give a shit about. When well, and that. That they don't shy away from showing, like, yeah, she fucked her kid up a little bit. Like, yeah. her kid was taken away from her because, yeah. spoiler alert, because of what, of her actions. She has an alcohol problem. She, her marriage ended, like, uh, that, that, and, and I, I really enjoyed, actually, the conversation between the granddaughter and some of her friends where they were kind of like, what's the big <coughs> deal? Because in 2018, you ha- regularly have school shootings where you've got, yep. you know, uh, 10 kids being mowed down. You have mass shooters left and right. You have terrorist attacks. You have all these horrible things happening. And and I think there's something to be said about the fact that in the 70s, something like this happening, if you think about something like this happening, it, it could have been 
completely stopping your life. Yep. And now it's white noise. Now it's like, well, I mean, it sucks, but yeah, like... Yeah, it sucks, but there was like 30 kids killed at the school down yeah. the street. Yeah, and I think it's a really interesting way, too, to parallel like how this would have been treated in the 70s versus how it's treated today. Absolutely. Where we're so casual with everything. And, it uh, amazes me how much we just glaze over like fucking like mass shootings. Like, yeah. oh yeah, like that that one in When's Santa the next? Uh, Barbara. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Some dude just walks into a bar and mows down like twenty people, including mm-hmm. a cop. Oh well, it was post election, so eh. yeah. Gets and, like one day of coverage and then it's fucking gone. That so used to be a huge deal. It used to be, and yeah. so I really appreciated that moment specifically because. I think it's really telling, too, about a, a generation gap and, and a really sad statement about where we are right now. That, yeah. that violence and, and these horrible mass uh, enactments of violence are, are so commonplace that nobody really reacts to them. Yeah. Well, it, it's like, you know, my dad, he knew someone who went to Vietnam. Yeah. You know, my dad was born in 1948, so he was an older guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and he passed um, a few years ago, but he would have been 70 this year. So he knows a lot of people who were in Nam, and mm-hmm. he knows a couple people who, because he didn't go because of some, like, medical thing. Not a Trump medical thing, like a legit thing. <laughs> um, Actual medical thing. He goes, and, you know, he's like, yeah, I, I knew some friends that didn't come home, mm-hmm. and I knew some friends that... They came home and they were messed up. And that was a big deal for him. It's like, I know like five people who've killed themselves. I know three people who've killed themselves accidentally. And I know of one guy who um, drove himself off a cliff yeah. drunk. Which is why I'm not driving today. Yeah. But, yeah, shit, fuck shit. I mean, going back oh, to yeah. Halloween itself. Like, I'm just going to bring it back to a fun, a fun end of things. Well played. Um, well played. So, the, uh, I, I spent high school and in, in my first bout of college in Charleston, South Carolina where they filmed Halloween. So it was really cool to see locations. Out. The second time through and playing like, oh, do I know a place? Ooh, don't, and then I looked up all the locations later and they're about, about a mile from my dad's house. So next uh. time I go home to visit, probably next Thanksgiving, I'm going to go to the Halloween filming locations. On a, from what I could see so far from articles and people posting stuff, is like the people who houses were filmed, they're like, yeah, come look at our house. Please. <laughs> Unlike, say, the Goonies people. Fuck those people. Um, <laughs> who like covered their house in a tarp in the story because they don't want people taking photos. Yeah. Um, but yes, Halloween I think lived up to all our expectation, expectations. It wasn't like uh, a forty-year oh crap, you know. Yeah. So and I really look forward to. And it was a massive hit. You know, it was in theaters like three weeks, but those three weeks were huge. Yeah, yeah. it came out and then just fizzled. Um, I know Regal Downtown only had it for like three weeks. It was gone by like November. 10th. AMC ran it for longer. Um, oh god, AMC ran that shit into the ground. I remember yeah. like early December they were still playing a ten ten showing. Yeah, yeah. Was a, but uh-huh. it's it still did like it just did game. It only cost ten million dollars to make. It made like eighty million opening weekend. So I assume we're going to see more Halloweens. Yeah, I'm I'm going to get it next month, and it will be good. Um, So, any other thoughts on Halloween before we move on? It was great. It was everything I needed it to be. Everything I wanted it to be. Uh, Loved that movie. I went and saw it on my birthday with my fiance after we saw it, and I still enjoyed it every bit as I did. Yeah. Yeah, I I saw it the first night. We all saw it. Took my wife the next week, and then I went see it on Halloween myself. Because um, I had to do it. Not a perfect film, but it, I couldn't not put it in my top Oh, yeah. No, I just could Because it, 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 it mattered. It's very entertaining. Yeah. I will not deny that. Tony, top 10? Uh, top 10. Oh, What's your number 10? Uh, number 10. Uh, that, was, that was hers. Gee, my number 10 is... Now, I'm, I have to preface this by saying that I have probably seen the least amount of movies at anybody at, of anybody at this table. Uh, I've seen a lot of my movies because beyond the shadow of a doubt, and 
and my list is also informed by total nostalgia and subjectivity. So my number ten movie, and I'm waiting for the brick bats as I <laughs> as I throw this out. Um, my number ten movie is. Solo, a Star Wars story. You know, I never saw that, but I've actually heard it's pretty okay. If you <laughs> this is no, the thing. It's not. I can't the worst it, actually. Thing. <laughs> I've never seen it. So, well, this is the thing about the movie. Again, getting back to your number ten choice, it is not a stone masterpiece. Right. What it is is it is a an extremely zestily paced pulp movie. And it knows exactly what it is, and it does exactly what it's supposed to do really super well. And I found myself just engaged and entertained, and it was escapism for, you know, two hours. I really enjoyed it. Now, I will spoiler this. I know Darth Maul appears, and that's enough to get me to at least kind of like ears perk up. I mean, we all know... Which confused you know, a lot of people because well, no, if, if mean, you only watch the movies, you don't know he's alive. Dated yeah. universe shit. You know, I do. Oh, yeah, I've read I, it all. I, I've seen I, it all. Bob <laughs> knows his shit. I'm like, oh, I, I knew he, ex- he exists, and I know he dies, and I know he comes back. See the one. Yeah, that he dies like, like two weeks before New Hope. Yeah, yeah. He, cool. he's got the like the before the guy from Insidious. Before the guy from Insidious. I was Insidious before Insidious was cool. Yeah, yeah. That's all I can think about when I'm seeing him. It's fucking dark. I know, every time I watch Insidious, I'm like, it's Star Wars, man! (laughs) (laughs) And I love Insidious, but I'm sorry. Darth Maul story, real quick. I swear to God, it'll be ten seconds. My mom turned 40 back in 1998 or something. 1,002. She got a cake from my grandpa. He bought a Darth Maul cake for me, for her. That was it. Six seconds and counting. Exactly. And an engaging side journey to boot. No, I I can actually follow up with you, Tony. Like, it's on my top, my my number, like, two highest tier, because I split everything into... Five, four, three, two, one. Yeah. Five being the best. It, and I only ranked the first top thirty, so but it's in the second tier. Mm-hmm. It was absolutely enjoyable. I would probably cut the first act. I thought the first act was kind of unneeded, and they kind of went over everything well, again. And, it, gets, it, and it, it does that that crime that a lot of the kind of Star Wars offshoot movies do, which is that it overexplains just a little bit. Yeah, and you don't need that. And there's enough effortless. Like you don't need his last name. Thank you. It, <laughs> that was, that was effortless appeal. To what they do put out there, I mean, Donald Glover is Lando oh, Calrissian. Oh fuck it, that should have been his movie. Thank you. <laughs> him, and, him, and yeah. Yeah. Awesome. He had, he had him and him and destroyed. I'm like, wow, that's fucking cool. It should have been Lando, yeah. a Star Wars story with that yes. kick-ass droid. There you go. Well, and see, that, I will say because I I also didn't see it. I would have if it was Lando. Um, Wait, does he fuck the droid? Because I've heard he, he fucks he, the droid. He, he, there's hints that, that they have a thing. Now the droid Grace. wants to fuck him. That's, the, that's where it's at. No! <laughs> no uh, See, then I really would have seen it. Yeah. I uh, have but like the, a weird thing for C-3PO. If you can't put a porn movie on your list, at least you can put... Lando fucking a droid. Lando fucking a droid. Uh, to me, that means he's pansexual. Man. Well, there you go. And so, yeah, I think that was the point. Like, I, I, remember, Land- I remember hearing like, Lando's droid my sexual. Facebook friends are like, Oh, they made Lando pants. So it's just like, fuck off. Did you not Go. see Lando? Lando would totally... Well, Lando, would fuck Lando and Han were a thing. Lando would fuck <laughs> anything. He would fuck Chewie. He would fuck Yoda. He would fuck Jabba the Hutt. He would fuck anything. I mean, I would fuck That's, Chewie. 
Yeah, who wouldn't? Right. I tell you. He looks so cuddly. He would be very sensitive, I feel right. like. And a good yeah. hugger. I was thinking, Chewie, one of the best things about... about <laughs> <laughs> One of the best things about Solo is like it's hinted that that he might have eaten people before, not yes. in the nice. sex way, but eaten people. You you can do both, Bob. Yeah, it's don't discriminate, Bob. And it's like Wookies can do whatever. Broaden your horizons. Sexual cannibals. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's my life goal. But like I the, got one. the Kessel yeah, Run is a is a great sequence. Uh, there's a lot of fun. I really yeah, I enjoyed it. I don't think it's great. Like I uh, but I well. But I, I thought I had a good time. I kept wanting to go see it, and I'd be like, "Oh, I gotta do this, and I had to work, and I had to do this." And well, and kind of actually, I think the movie didn't do well financially, and I honestly think why it didn't is because there was so much poisonous advance word of mouth because yes. yeah. there were trouble with there was trouble with the directorial team. Yes. The, there uh, were rumblings yeah, they, about they had... Aiden Ehrenrich, the guy who plays yeah. Han Solo, yeah, I did he needed to do like ninety takes to get what he needed, what they needed to get. Ooh. You know, That's it's awesome. all right by me Kubrick? because the ninetieth take. Which they used in the fucking movie works. But didn't Kubrick do that with The Shining? Like, <laughs> exactly. He, he, yeah. like, but, but, up but he, didn't, forever? he didn't do it like the difference was director versus actor. <laughs> there's 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 the director who's just driving their actors crazy because he's a dick, and then there's actors Good fucking talk. up. So, so are you saying that this? Have you guys seen uh, Hail Caesar? Yes. There, there's a scene oh, with, yeah, with yeah. Aaron Eck yeah. and whatever. What he's doing, like uh, Aaron Reich. Yeah. I think I'm but, saying it right. The uh, the scene in that when he's trying to say oh. um, say that line that Ralph Fiennes yeah, yeah. can't remember what it is right now but it was, um, yeah but it's only two so simple yeah yeah and he's doing the same thing over and over again so apparently that was just real <laughs> oh but he's you know I didn't make the connection that that was him and because again I didn't see he's Solo. in beautiful creatures and Stoker I think he's, he's, he's been around for he, but I loved him in Hail Caesar he he's was great in it there's in something Hail so Caesar. wonderfully like unaffecting yeah. and actually that appeal I think translates to Solo and that's he's so watchable yeah he's charismatic as hell he did. A good job Shit. imitating Harrison Ford as best I you can. I even bought the damn Star Wars skin in Battlefront 2. He <laughs> looks cool. He looks like Han Solo. Everybody who bitches about him, he didn't look like Han Solo. Fuck you. He did fine. He did. He did He got the smarm job. when the when the show was going on. <laughs> Don't jerk yourself no off one. like Kim was doing. That's <laughs> no right. one can see We it. can't see hand gestures. <laughs> I, we can describe them. I am describing it. It was very vigorous. <laughs> any other thoughts on uh, oh, wow. any other thoughts on Solo before we slide on? Solo, oh. so damage to the child. Well, that's when you worked in Solo. Best tagline ever. <laughs> All right, Bob, let's go. All right, my number ten was uh, was Death of Stalin. Anyone else? Oh, oh yeah. my god, oh. I wanted to see that so bad, and I never got around to doing it because the Death of Stalin, real quick, is a really really weird story where some say it was poison, some yeah, say it yeah. wasn't. It was just a weird death for a considerably weird guy. With uh, the movie itself is an incredible dark comedy of. You know, politics and backstabbing and uh, people like saying just the right amount of politics to not piss off everyone else but <laughs> to get what they need to do and you know power struggles and like after Stalin dies which is about well, a third away through the movie successor. that was the big thing oh uh, yeah he didn't so everyone always people just jumping in you get Khrushchev and a um, bunch of other people whose names I can't remember Molotov um which is played, who was played by Michael Palin, which is Palin, which is great to see him on on screen again. I love Michael Palin. Um, Andrea Riseborough in a great year for her. Uh, oh, she's God. around because uh, she's all over this year. Yeah. Um, and it, the movie is I, apparently I'm the only one here seen it. But, so it's, a, it's on my list to watch. But this it week. is absolutely Netflix fantastic. Cute. It's, it's yeah. uh, I don't want to ruin any any particular bit to know we're not worrying about spoilers, but uh, it's. 
it's very biting humor. It's really sharply written. It's written. It's by me. The people who made Veep and um, oh, Zoe right. Peter Capaldi from um, Thick of It. Is that what it's called? From BBC. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, same, yeah. Same mm-hmm. people. So it's oh, it's well, got that great back and forth. It's got that. <laughs> Only the Christian kind. But of course, it, it's dark as hell because people are dying left and right. You get people we go back semi each other, and Jason Isaacs is funny as hell, which is weird because he's normally oh, yeah, straight laced. He's, oh, no, he's funny. He's really funny. Harry I, Potter. He doesn't. But no, he doesn't get. I, I feel because you, if you watch other, he's done other things. He's very good at the very dry humor. Oh yeah, which this movie is. This movie yeah, is he's totally extremely dry. good at dry he's humor. He's gonna be at like one of the comic cons coming here. Is he really? Because I, it's possible that I have. A little crush on him, so. <laughs> Not quite on Jason Momoa shirtless levels, but. Uh, oh. But she just watches his version of Peter Pan Jason all the time, Momoa, which is a solid know, version. I, you strike me as a person who's into like accents. brains oh. and accents as <laughs> yeah. well as. Yeah. as, hey, well as it's, usually, Jason Momoa usually shirtless. it's personality for me, and. See, that's why I'm a big Dobby fan. You <laughs> give him a sock, he'll pretty much do anything for you, and that's okay. That's true. That's okay. There's there's pros and cons to that. Yeah, there is. Through that. All right, and speaking of pros, let's keep on better favorite movies. <laughs> All right, Cody. All number right, ten, number nine. nine. Vice. I actually just Vice. saw it the other day. Nice. Loved this nice fucking movie. I grew up in the Bush era. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I remember my <laughs> Fuck you, Cody. My grandma used to watch CNN nonstop. And she was a Democrat. She used to be like a Nixon Republican. And she hated Dick Cheney. Hmm. That was the one th- good thing about my grandma that I kind of took from her. Okay. You know, she was a confusing person. Let's just say that. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I got my love of politics from her. I loved everything about this. Even Tyler Perry as fucking Colin Powell, which is the weirdest casting ever. I'm like, no, don't Medea up my Colin Powell. They medea up my Colin Powell. <laughs> um, I loved Sam Rockwell as... Um, Bush. Bush. Oh my god, that was... He, he portrayed just the dumbass Bush you're thinking of. And Christian Bale disappears into that role. Yeah, I will say, from everything I've seen of Christian Bale's performance in that... Oh I, my god. The first time I saw a trailer for it, I did not realize that was Christian Bale. Amy Adams does a great job as uh, She's Lynn Cheney. I love I re- her. You know, and I really want to give a shout out to Allison Pill. She's probably not listening, but she does a really, really, oh, really I love good Allison job. Pill. Yeah. At everything she does, she's the greatest. She always steals the role as soon as she, whatever, whatever. And then she's uh, Lily she... Rabe as um, yeah. Ooh, Lynn nice. Cheney, uh, or not Lynn Cheney, not Lynn Cheney, whatever her name is. I don't care. Laura Bush, that darn Cheney. <laughs> no, 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 there's no oh. Laura Bush. I've watched okay. that. Which that darn? Oh my god, <laughs> I've watched that. that. It's like remember that? That's there's my Bush. Movie. That's my Bush. I, I, I have that on DVD. I don't think anyone else remembers that damn show. I begged Carolyn to go see this with me because she wanted to go see Aquaman. I'm like, please. I'll do anything. I want to go see this. It's Christmas well, night. Let's face it. Uh, Dick Cheney shirtless does not really have the same <laughs> ring to it. Oh, and he's shirtless, but he's having a heart attack when he does it. So, ah. Oh, and, and you know, Dick Cheney, just straight up, bad guy. Didn't deserve that heart. <coughs> totally fine with you dying when you do, Dick. Um, cause he, he's right I mean, most aptly named person Oh, ever. dude, he's a fucking Him dick. and Nixon, right? Yeah. <laughs> So many Paradix. people killed. Yeah. He's just an absolute monster. And they do a great job of portraying that. He's a yeah. monster. They don't hide that. He's not the protagonist of this film. He even like, addresses the audience. It's like it's a, Richard it's III. A, kind it's of a dark satire, yeah. right? He kind of yeah. looks at the audience at the end. Spoilers if you don't care about the ending. Um, you think of a historical you're drama? too young to remember these time <laughs> periods. Goes, I'm your servant. You elected me. I did a great job. Thank you for the opportunity. It's like, fuck you. And Bush is like, hey, what's going on? <laughs> oh, yeah, Bush. 
like <laughs> I everybody in a pretzel. bitches about Bush, and everybody's like, oh, well, Bush is you know a bad guy." I'm like, "Okay, Bush is a bad guy." You know he's the puppet, right? But he's the puppet. <laughs> Dick Cheney's got his fist ten feet up his ass, and then who he shows it too. I mean, yeah. he shows how he surrounded people around Bush, and. It was a really good nostalgia flick for me. For, for that reason. Because I remember... I remember being now, like... Warm when Kim and I were in our 20s. Oh, yeah. I remember it. I remember it being like, you know, I really wanted John Kerry to win. I was... I took a day off of school. Do you, and do you remember the first time around? Do you remember the gore? I do. Do you? I was six, but do I remember... Yeah, there you go. Fuck you, Cody. Uh, and then I remember the Kerry thing. Yeah, and then please. I remember being... Double fuck you, Kerry. Hyped. Yeah. Hyped about Obama, and then... My first time I could vote was Obama in 2012. Fuck you, Cody. <laughs> don't be mad just because I'm beautiful. Anyway, I mean, I don't think... Have I, I, any of you seen Vice? No, it's no. on my list. Uh, Kim and I were going to see it on the what, Wednesday, Wednesday, but ended up being yeah. too tired after work and yeah. sold it, out it, anyway. It's really worth a watch. It's really a fascinating film. I really think I should take whiskey more before these things. <laughs> I think so, too. I'm it's more amazing. open about these movies, and it's like I can actually like connect with my... Who thoughts on it? Yeah, uh, go like, fucking see this movie. Do you need, do you need like some more whiskey? We do have. Like, some more. I wasn't Hit a big. Me. I wasn't a big fan of the Big Short, but this one looks oh, better yeah, and fixed. I and, love that movie. Yeah, my friend Michael saw it. I said he, he mostly like it. Like, and that is Tony K. He brought the booze. Thank you, Tony K. <laughs> Maker's Mark. This this podcast brought to you by Maker's, Maker's Mark. Do <laughs> you think they'd sponsor us? <laughs> as much as the thing no. is made by JB. Sponsor me right now, or I. We'll tell people that you like Dick Cheney. That's <laughs> <laughs> a uh, that's special. And uh, any more thoughts on Vice before we move on? Just that it was fucking great, Bob. Yeah, it's it's on Tony. my list. I go will see it, it soon. I will go see it yeah. with you. We we can go see it together. Let's do I it. I don't even care. I have a feeling we'll it'll see. it'll crop into my top list when I get around yeah. to seeing it. And just probably one, like one th- Wednesday, note, maybe. I really like how they do it out of sequence. Like they, they, it begins on nine eleven, mm-hmm. and you show you know and. Steve Carell does a great job as Donald Rumsfeld. Like oh, he, wow. he plays that oh, great, right. hateable dude. I'm like, I want to kick you in the dick, Donald Rumsfeld. <laughs> and I actually hey. have a Donald Rumsfeld action figure at home. <laughs> it's which rummy. you kick the dick out periodically. Oh yeah, I imagine. Yeah, I, I have it. Or do you um, flick the dick? I bought it. A... <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's an action figure. You can only kick it. He's got his own quotes, and I'm like, <laughs> now Steve Carell, you will be the person I flick in the nuts every <laughs> once in a while. Just to let you know I'm thinking about you. Good to Kim, know. Good to know. You, you are next. My number nine. Kim, number nine. Um, my number nine's another one where I was like, uh, there there were probably better made films, but in terms of enjoyment, in terms of, it stuck with me. And that's Searching. Yep. Nice. Nice. That oh, really, yes. really yes. stuck with me. And I loved... Um, I mean, the performances I thought were so strong. John Cho was so incredible. He was just phenomenal. And I, I feel like... I mean, like, I think the movie did get some accolades, which I'm really happy about, but I feel like he didn't really get the credit he deserves because he is what makes that He's movie. in literally every scene. And and in, in such a non-traditional actor way, because so often he's not interacting with another actor in traditional means. You're interacting with a camera. You're interacting with a camera where you're separated by a screen. And... As an actor, I can appreciate the challenges there. Uh, I love the format, and I was somebody who, uh, I apologize, I live in Pill Hill, which means we get ambulances sometimes, so if you're hearing that... Hey, shut up. We're doing the COG podcast. (laughs) Silent. Um, But I I really... 
I enjoyed the Unfriended movies. I enjoyed the... I, I you like, know, I'm in the unpopular part, but I agree with you. I, no, I, I love like those movies. I think they're interesting. They're really interesting. The same vein as, like, Megan is Missing. Yeah, and I, I love the format, and I think it's such a nice modern twist on the found footage. For, yes. for those of us who are found footage fans, which I am. I'm not apologetic about it. Man. Oh, yeah. But, like, in the... That's the piece. Yeah, I interrupt you, sorry. <laughs> there it is. On the, on the way that was filmed, which it wasn't yeah. just a screen. There were yeah. zooms, there were moves around, there were lots of edits. Yeah. Uh, it was the, it was such a well-edited, well-designed oh, yeah. film. And they worked on it from the ground up. It was like essentially done in the editing booth before they filmed a scene. Which you'd have to. Like they knew what everything was going to look like. I was reading an AMA from the guys on, on Reddit. It was, it was the two directors and the two editors because yeah. the director said we couldn't have done this without these editors because no. um, of how well that all came together. And, like, and tight. So yes. tight. Uh, I watched it again a second time with my wife because Alice and I watched that. Uh, Alice and I watched it after Kim and I watched it. Like, yeah. um, if we rented it at home, it was just as harrowing the second time, even knowing how everything plays out. Yeah. But I was watching for all the details, and everything adds up. Yes, there's a little plot contrivances in some ways to get make a story work, but for the most part, it's it's a solid piece, and I don't think enough people Deborah saw Messing, it. too, I She's thought was, amazing. was you know, really, really fabulous in it. And I'll be honest, I haven't seen the entire movie. I've seen mostly clips. Okay. I really liked it. Speak up. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I really liked it. Um, you know, and I haven't even, like I said, seen the whole thing, but I can tell already. Because I like Megan is Missing, even if it's weird as fuck. I like Un um, Unfriended. I like that because it's legitimately what could happen. Yeah. It's it's interesting to see, and I like John Cho because you know who doesn't love Harold and Kumar? Uh, well, and, and he's really he's really good. He's a really talented. Everybody's actor. like, oh, Cal Penn is the star. That I'm like, no, 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 John Cho. That's no, like that. in the last yeah. like yeah, I, I wrote oh, when I was writing about some of the other stuff on my um, when I was writing about Gemini on my year end list because I haven't written about searching yet. Um, but like in between Columbus, this and Gemini, he's had a great two years. It's Columbus about Christopher Columbus. No, it's a, it's weird. It's, it's about architecture and stuff. Fuck you, Columbus. <laughs> it's it's a really weird drama that's kind of hard to explain. It's really low key, but it's so well done. It's and Gemini's a solid work too. No, <laughs> but it, Sorry, it's again. I, I I was torn when I was when I was making my list with a couple different films where there was a handful of movies and most of them made it onto my honorable mentions where I know that they are. I don't want to say better made films. They're 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 more artsy. They're they're more art house films. They're aiming higher. They're aiming higher. They're aiming differently. And uh, I ended up going mostly with my list in a different direction um, because for me sometimes it comes back to rewatch value. Yes. Yeah. And this holds up. This whole this is something I would watch again. This is something I would recommend to people. And some of the art house movies that I struggled with, and I'm sure on. Uh, probably your list. Maybe. And, and probably know. your list. Uh, are ones that um, I en enjoyed, but I don't know how often I would go back and watch them. And so looking from a purely entertainment standpoint, and I think that's something... Uh, there, well, you see the struggle with the with the Oscars a lot. The, yeah. you know, the popular... Uh, and and culturally, um, the commercially, Oscar Beatty movies. Yeah, <clears throat> the things that are more commercially insert accessible. Insert Tom Hanks. <laughs> but but versus something that is more maybe more artistic, but also something that is not going to appeal to as wide an audience. And and so you kind of go back and forth with that. And I think a lot of, like, I that's why I think a lot of 
best of lists are really favorites lists and yeah. least favorites. And so I always try and best of is what people search for is what they write. Yes. But it's really favorites and the, what your and what personal favorites you? are. Like, yeah, what stuck with you. This stuck with me for days afterwards. I was thinking about this movie. and yeah. It's it's harrowing when you watch it. it yeah. it's, it's, it's more even just more than this, the, this appearance stuff. It, it's on like... On one, how much of our lives are online of, yeah. of how he goes through finding information and well, and, and and the 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 relationship between a parent and a child yeah, and, and how and, things and change especially and, after a death yeah. Um, yeah I know that there's a death in the movie my mom and I had a relationship changed after my dad died yeah not Absolutely. in a bad way like we didn't it, it was the opposite of what yeah. kind of happened there it's like we became closer <clears throat> even closer than it already was um, taking a picture from my fiance drunk <laughs> <laughs> anyway but yeah no it's it, it speaks to me that way it's yeah. like I love any film, like, there was a film at even, like, Crypticon the other year, where it's like, I love a good grief film. Oh, yeah, and, love... and there's so much grief and horror, And it's too. hard yeah. to Hereditary do a grief movie. film, because yeah. doing it too much comes off schmaltzy. Mm-hmm. Um, no, but that opening montage, when it goes through about the mom's oh, cancer and death, yeah, it's just... so well done. Like, that little that, ten that minute there, it's, it's just as well edited as, like, the yeah. beginning of Up, of getting through that information without oh, yeah. being like guilty like not being but being over small see about it oh, it's yeah. direct it's to the point but it's also it, it, get you right in it, it. that's what it reminded me of too is the beginning of up you know and i can speak to that oh, wow. it's like yeah. you know when my dad died it was horrible it was the worst experience of my whole life you know 10 out of 10 don't recommend <laughs> um but i enjoy movies that don't just gloss over the fact that yeah. it happened it happened yeah you don't have to be a dick about it. you don't have to focus on your whole life about it but you have to acknowledge it happened. Yeah. You can't just. My sister started to do that. It's like you know it fucking happened. Not to be depressing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, searching is. Uh, searching yeah, is. Search out searching because it's, search yeah. it's fantastic. It's I haven't it. even it's seen really it. I already it. recommend it yeah. hardcore. Yeah, and I've seen it twice and it holds up the second time. Yeah. It's a solid movie that kind of went under the radar because a lot of people I think pushed it off. Think oh it's found footage, it's screen yeah. footage, but you know it's and does it. It, it can only so be told in that way, yeah. and it's told so well in that you, way. Found footage is awesome. You're just not looking. Good right found way. footage can be done the My right way. Boom with the penis. Yeah. Right, Tony, number Tony. nine. Oh, it's my turn already. Yeah. Yes. Um, my number nine is something that I'm going to put in here with a huge, huge caveat that I think it <laughs> kind of goes man. to shit Go towards yeah. the end. But up until hey, okay, the last Tony, ten minutes of the movie, mm-hmm. thank you, Cody. I love <laughs> you too. Um, uh, I was really taken by Steve McQueen's Widows. Oh, I don't know if any of you have seen that. Trying to watch it just kept missing it. You know, I kept, it. I've been like, oh, this is it. This mm-hmm. is it. Yeah, finally see Widows. Wait, me too. My wife and I were trying to see Boom. it, and it's never worked out. So it's, on, it's on my list to, to see this week because I'm seeing. So a bunch we're of you're the only one. <laughs> yeah, I, you're the only one. Tell us what it is. I think part of it is I really benefited from seeing it on a big screen. Yeah, I saw it on a big screen, and the first five to ten minutes of this movie are some of the best action cinema that you'll mm. see all year. It is. And it is a cast, yeah. Too. It is a it is a heist scenario uh, with a heist gone wrong that is brilliantly brilliantly executed it is all pov there's hmm. and it's it's very harrowing you're looking at almost the whole thing from the back of a van and it is extremely effective and then uh when it takes the element of a band of widows yes hmm. widows uh who decide to embark upon a heist uh it all of the emotional beats feel right um also, it has what I think is probably the best villain portrayal that I've seen all year, which is Daniel Kaluuya, also of Get Out. 
and mm. Black Panther. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I you guys, saw him in the Oh, trailer. I love him. He is amazing mm-hmm. in this movie. He mm-hmm. is a he is a, a an asshole for the ages in this movie. He's mm. absolutely pitch perfect. It's never too much, it's never too little, and he just he just chills you to the core. Um it only goes to shit in the last 10 minutes where it descends to the reason I didn't like McQueen's other movie, 12 Years a Slave, is mm-hmm. because it goes, it dips into sentimentality mm-hmm. a little too much. Mm-hmm. The characters that are that are left at the end standing are just a little bit too saintly. They're a little bit too altruistic. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit too movie. But up until that point, it is an extremely absorbing action slash crime film, a great caper movie, and it's got a great central performance from Viola Davis. And uh, yeah, I'll watch anything with her. Yeah. Yeah, she's I amazing. Love, she was my favorite part of Suicide Squad. Yes. The only thing on Suicide Squad. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh, that that Mar- and Margot Robbie. It's like, I was like, yeah, Margot yeah. Robbie. I yeah. was, she tried. My favorite, <laughs> like, like, Viola Davis thing is like, she nailed the wall. Yeah. That's what they call um, Amanda Waller. Amanda yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know. Just, just, just to throw no, it out there for she, everybody, I know. She's a powerhouse. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. And she's I love that she's being can... recognized as a powerhouse. God damn right. Because, you know, yeah. it's like. She's an anchor for movies now. Yeah. You put her in a movie because you know she's going to anchor. She it. is a literal, like, you run up against the wall and you get squished. That's like, no other, uh, you know, no other character actor could could pull it off for me. Well, and she, I feel Lola like she elevates other actors. That, oh, absolutely. Like, in a scene with her, it really oh, yeah, doesn't matter. Yeah. You will become better acting. That's a great point because I really get that sense from Widows. Mm-hmm. All yeah. of the scenes where she's interacting with other characters, you feel like that mm-hmm. level is just going up. You feel like that level of urgency is going yeah. up. You feel like everyone who is in that scene is completely locked in emotionally. Like she makes well, Michelle Rigu- Rodriguez actually try. And that's, nice. a, and that's Michelle a different Rigu- talent because there's, there's really strong Bob, actors. High five, Michelle Rodriguez, garbage your actor. I'm glad you died. But <laughs> there's, there's actors who, when they're so good that against other actors, they make how bad the other actor is stand out. Oh, yeah. And I feel like she does the opposite. She's so good. She makes she makes other people look good and that's a talent. And, and that's interesting because I mean yes, I'm, she's I'm a not I'm not a gigantic Michelle Rodriguez fan myself, but she's actually very effective Tony. in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> she is very effective in the movie. So anyway, so that's so that's that's I'm an Yeah, Widows is on my two watch list here soon, so we'll get to that. Um, I'm really, I'll be really interested in hearing your guys' take on yeah. it. Yeah. I, you know, I really want to see it. That's one of the things yeah. I really want to have a take It'll on. It'll probably be on disc, but I'll get to it soon. Same. So, um, my number nine is uh, Searching as well. So. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Searching. So, this is the first time that repeat passed. All right, we move right on to number eight. I like, number I like though, that we have the same one. We all have the same taste. So that's true. So. You're the same list. I'm going to lick my hand. <laughs> <laughs> I got no wait no no I don't I can do it this way. Quiet Place number eight. I watched that movie. Um, fun, fun story. It was also my number eight. Well, wonderful. <laughs> John I thought Krasinski. we weren't going to divulge I'm numbers, sorry. but it, it's, it's the same number. number eight, it's yeah. the same number. So ever since that's a fourteen I saw for me, but so good. Yeah. And, I, and I, you know, I bought it on Blu-ray because I had a gift card. Um, thanks to my sister Renee for giving me the Amazon gift card I wanted. Thank you, Renee. Thank you, Renee. Jenny, take take heed. That's my other sister. Anyway. She won't ever listen to this. Um, I love that movie. Um, I watched it when I was on my vacation for my birthday. 3 a.m. in the morning, and I was about ready to go to sleep, and I was up. I was just so entrenched. It's 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 engrossing. It's a tense movie. Tense. Beginning to end. I mean, like from the beginning where the kid gets 
spoiler alert, wrecked it's by in the trailer. Yeah. It's in yeah, the trailer. Yeah, you know it's going to happen. Yeah. Sets the stakes, but right there says that anyone oh, yeah. can die. Anyone and anything can die happen. anytime. I love the world building that they mm-hmm. do too. Yes. World building is huge for me. If you're gonna if you're gonna do a movie, especially something like this post apocalyptic, mm-hmm. I wanna know at least some hints. Yeah. And the, the newspapers in the background. Yeah. And the um, you know, just the the sense of like, oh my god, if somebody hears you, it's gonna come down, it's gonna fucking kill you. Because those aren't like weak monsters. Like, no. How they kill that monster, it takes a, <coughs> a monumental effort. Uh, you know, Emily Blunt's great in it. John Krasinski's yeah. great in it. You know, the kid actors. And the directing, too. Incredible. Oh, incredible. I was amazed at the film. Like I said, because, you know, I typically, I, you know, I was going to, like, watch it and then watch it again the next yeah. day. And I was just so engrossed. I'm sitting there, five in the morning, on my vacation, just going. And it was done. And I'm like, are you, are you kidding me? I want more. Give me more. And I'm excited for the next entry in the universe because mm-hmm. it's so rich and there's so much to build on. And there's of. different ways to approach the same issue. Like Edge mentioned about world building. I like the fact that sometimes you see the fires of other people who are out there. Yes. And you never really see them. Maybe you see, like, there's that one point where you see someone else. Yeah. But for the most part, people are living on their own, doing their thing. Yeah. Um, and, like, on how I'd like to see how other, like, an urban community yeah, how do you survives just, that same yeah. thing. How do you survive that? I mean... Well, like, it what, seems like there's only like three of them in that one particular area, so you probably could make noise for. It's not you just don't like take a, a zombie chance. movie where there's you have just of masses of zombies. There's one that might there, be you in your area. Them. Yeah, but you know, and, and that's what I liked about you know when the like you can even see like the the military post. You know, hey, we can't protect you. You're fucked, pretty much. And I, and I appreciate that. I love that about world building. <clears> you know, like uh, even the, the the Dawn of the Dead remake, they do a world building like side thing. Mm-hmm. It's like you gotta build your world yeah. if you're gonna. You have to be specific about it too. One, I'm a big fan of ASL and TV shows, ASL and movies, and and that representation. The fact that they used an actual deaf actress was well done. Oh yeah, that well was done. Not casting at, a hearing actress. When, when Thank I, you. When I love yeah. a movie, I look up everyone involved. Mm-hmm. And I looked that up. I'm like, they cast that well. Oh, she's she's. Yeah, she's great in Wonder too. Yeah. I didn't see. Was it Wonder she was in? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I didn't well, see that. But Wonder was the one with that kid who looks like Emperor Palpatine, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but is it? She's in that or something she's like in, it. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, well, I, she's been she popping up on TV guest kid. starring yeah. in a bunch of like things too. Like he can't too. even shoot electricity out of his hands. <laughs> <laughs> Jacob Tremblay is great though. Um, uh, no, I. It's it's one well, and. I think a big part of it for me too is again you have really strong actors anchoring it and it it really brings uh, when you have a really strong cast they can elevate almost anything oh yeah and I think in a lesser in lesser actors in a lesser director this could have been a run of the mill like sci-fi movie but everything was so specific I, I'm really impressed with Krasinski's yeah, directing you know, I, I, that was the thing that really just amazed me it's like you know he didn't let any plot holes happen no it's like oh okay no this is happening because this happened this happened this happened because mm-hmm. this happened it's not like oh oh yeah he made a noise but that's okay because plot armor it's like no no no, no. that little fucker made a noise he gonna die yeah his <laughs> family gonna die everyone gonna die I'll shut up Bob I'm sorry oh no sorry <laughs> no I was, I was gonna say that um the what I think is shows how well effective it was is that I was reading about theatrical experiences of people saying their theaters were silent. Like when Kim and I saw it with my wife, our theater was silent. Oh, so yeah. like I didn't even want to open my water. Yeah. But remember that when the kind of the baby cried in the movie, someone oh, shh behind yeah. us. <laughs> so yeah. we're like, and you then we it was the baby in the movie, not the baby in real yeah. life. But you just flinch at <laughs> it. But no one farted for more than a year. <laughs> 
You had to be silent. Come on, I mean, silent. You gotta work it out. I mean, with the Taco Bell, you can you can squeeze it. You can sneak it out. You know, you can sneak it. Not that I would know for sure. I I do. I own it. Carolyn, I'm so sorry. But I was I was reading about on Reddit if people talking about their own theatrical experiences where the same thing happened. Like normally in it, like a crowd, oh, yeah. there's always people making yeah. noise. But like we saw it on a screening uh, yeah, for for a pre screening, which are normally loud as hell because yeah, people will get entitled because they get a free oh, movie. Shit, free movie. Um, yeah, so people get it. Like when I saw, was it um, not Shape of Water? Um, Cure for Wellness. Uh, mm. There was this woman behind us the entire time talking and would not shut the hell up. Uh, and that happens every time I go to a pre-screening. I, yeah, same thing with uh, the nun. Done, yeah. Oh, Lord. Yeah, I that thought the nun in 40X, so my experience was different on a lot of levels. But... Oh. 40X is where the nun actually comes out and just starts beating the shit out of you, right? Uh, 40X, uh, the nun, was me giggling my ass off as I was on like a roller coaster ride and everyone else screaming and I was going, wee! Anyway. Anyway, yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, Quiet Place was really sold its concept well, did everything well. I would see that movie again. Accessible for non horror fans. Yes. yes. It's an Just excellent enough. movie if you're not I, a horror I would fan. even show that to Carolyn, and Carolyn yeah. is a gigantic pussy. I no, love I... you, Carolyn. <laughs> she wouldn't even go see it with me, you fucking. Well, you saw it with us, so it's okay. It's, it's so it's true. Anyway, uh, Tony, what's your uh, you number eight? Non-sexually. Oh, my number eight. Let me consult my master. Since, uh, since Kim and Tony agreed my, on it. It was my number eight as well, so we're going to bypass. Yes. Oh, um, yeah. My number eight is, drumroll please, Hereditary. Hereditary. Woo! I'm glad someone's bringing that up. It's on my list. Yeah, yeah, on my, my. It's very interesting because my initial reaction to the movie was I felt a little bit cold towards it. It mm-hmm. felt to me like it was a little bit too... It felt like it was a little bit too studied. It felt like it was a little bit too cold. And upon a second viewing, it seemed with hindsight that that was... A part of the aesthetic and B part of what made it really super effective right. yes. because there is a scene uh, about a third to halfway through the movie um, 36 a, minutes into be a, death, <laughs> a death that is the most impactful oh, yeah. statement on yeah. on death on death's inevitability you know, in the sequence that comes right after yeah. that is absolutely tears your heart out say another grief film because Oh, my dad died. Not so sad, but it is, and it's just it deals with that that grief. Yeah. Like when, when the, she's at the grief meeting, spoiler alert, and she's like, "I don't even know how somebody could help me." I'm like, yeah. "Right there, that's, that's it's, it's the dark, deep despair version of grief. It's, it's the it's it's not deep even like it's black like, hole. It's black yeah. hole." I mean, like, I've never experienced grief that much. So Carolyn was crying during the moment. I'm like, "Do we have to leave?" It, well, it's it's not only does it's it's so shocking. Oh god! It's so shocking. But then everything that happens afterwards, the sequ- I Do we spoil this? Do we not spoil this? I think we vaguely. Can, I think we can spoil it if we say, "Hey, from now on until the end of Hereditary, we're spoiling it." <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Hey, sure. if we're spoiling it. Kid had come off. I mean, yeah, the- one. But again, it was for me. It was the sequence of the fact that then the older son keeps driving. He drives yeah. home. And, and that's because he, he checks out, yeah. and he doesn't say anything. He no? he completely. And, checks and then you hear the parents like, say, "Oh, good, they're home. We can go to bed." Yeah, uh, you and hear, they're not like, "Oh, yeah, well, this happened." Lol, kid no. dies. No, it's like, and you see Tony Collette just Tony Collette's response to it is, oh, you, you hear it from yeah. him being in 
bed, and man, that was oh god, just, it's extremely. I can't even imagine. I, it's one of those movies that I think uh, I'm not actually, uh, ironically enough, I'm not a huge fan of the supernatural direction it takes in the last fourth. I for me it's most effective when it's a psychological drama slash horror movie and so for me everything uh, everything up until things start to get super supernatural is like as far as I was concerned and I'm normally a huge fan of supernatural horror for me it sort of tapers off a little bit when it gets supernatural because I feel like it does does such a good job of capturing the dynamics oh, of yeah. grief and the and the conflict that goes on and how some people will completely shut down. Mm-hmm. I mean yeah. it is it's 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 utterly reprehensible but yet completely psychologically plausible yep. that the son doesn't say anything. He comes yeah. home after this horrendous thing has happened and he curls up in bed and it's like he doesn't know how he doesn't yeah. know he how exactly. You know, even when my 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 dad passed of cancer and we knew it was going to happen and we knew it was going to happen and when he died I just went numb. Yeah. Like when he when he died, I, I remember holding his body and just sobbing. And then they took him away, and I was just I was numb for yeah. A after few days. it was just it was just horrible. Yeah. yeah. And, and this movie encapsulates that, so I respect it. But also, I own it on Blu-ray, and I just can't blame myself to watch it again. Well, and that's where I because it, it's why it. I, I couldn't put it on my list. I kept struggling with it because when I first left the theater, I was like, that was amazing. I don't know if I liked it. But yeah. it was amazing. It is, yeah, it is Four really. I mean, force. It did. Uh, it was an oscillating choice for me. I yeah. was thinking for a long time that I was going to put something else more, as you had noted, entertaining, yeah. more yeah. fun, yeah. something that. I, had been, but it had but an emotional connection. It had an yeah. immense emotional connection, and I think it it does what it's it does for the first four fifths at least super well. Yeah. And Tony Collette, I mean, it's, oh. you know, she doesn't get nominated. It's, yeah, it's, it's a masterclass in acting. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Like, it is I will be outside. I will fly to stunning. LA and personally yeah. push the, the dinner day. sequence <laughs> when, oh when she does when everything is kind of oh. like the, when the emotional dam bursts. There, it's like that's non supernatural yeah. sequence. That's just people being people. And again, yeah. and that's where it just kind of clicks. From a grief standpoint, I've had that moment. Yeah, and it's so like the grief is so thick in that film. It just. It's it's not an easy movie to watch. It's not at one all. that like I had friends asking me, uh, non horror friends for the most point, who were like, Go "Oh, should I go see it. this?" And I was like, "No, no, no. you should not." But said, and if you can make well it, you can make. Like I, like Allison made it thirty till Charlie's death, yeah. and then the yeah. a little bit after, and she she was crying so hard. She's like, "Why do people make this? Why do people enjoy this?" She's not gonna. I told her what happened for the rest. She's like, yeah. "Okay, we're cool," yeah. and she's not gonna watch the next yeah. next hour and a half. It's not an easy watch. It's it a mind really fuck. And again, I struggled with. Did I like this movie? But it's beautiful. Yeah. yeah, I liked it for how like I hated the way it made me feel, but also liked the way it made me feel. Yeah. It means, and it connected that much and so well made in that way. Yeah, that well, it, that's why it, it got ended up deep on my in yeah. deep was, in my heart. When yeah. that emotional dam breaks, it can be the worst. Um, you know, ask my brother. He was the recipient of that. Our emotional dams broke at the same time yeah. over a, an issue. You know, I won't go in too far into detail in it, but we ripped each other to shreds. Yeah, and it's just. It's not fun, and I regret that moment. It's just a moment that you wish you could take back that could never happen. You could tell Tony Collette feels that way afterwards. She's like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, what have I said to my son? Yeah. It's like, oh, my God, what have I said to my brother? I've spoken to him in five years because of that. It's like, I can't imagine 
him being responsible. It yeah. would just be horrible. And then her guilt continues throughout the rest of her dream sequences. Her this, yeah. like, when she yeah. has that, when she dreams about setting him on fire it, again, and then she yeah. talks about, I never wanted you, I you ruined my life, I ruined, yeah. and that then turned out as a dream. It's all, you know, it's how much she's internalizing her grief, because oh, yeah. she can't, yeah. she and so she puts it into the dolls instead, yeah. and I think it's so fitting that so much of the, the thematic notion is these um, miniatures she's making because yeah. it's a miniature of, of your own life and other yeah. people's lives. Yeah. I mean, and, and that's another thing. I mean, people have, have quibbled about how the symbolism is very heavy-handed, but I think it goes hand-in-hand hand with the emotional catharsis yeah. in the movie. Oh, yeah, I really think, although it's rather broad swatches on a palette... Um, but when so you grief. Are, thank you. Exactly. Yeah. When you are in that state... You are dealing with it's very not subtle. Thank you. There is no subtlety to losing someone that no. you love that is very close to you. It is a sledgehammer blow to your soul, and and so oh, yeah. on that level, it it was extremely effective, but it also felt that's not artfully rendered. Rendered, <laughs> excuse me. No, oh yeah, no. I'm, I mean, I I most equate it to being kicked in the balls, and then as you're getting recovering from kicking the ball, <laughs> they kick you again. And they let you recover for about 20 minutes, and they kick you again, and a fourth time, and a fifth time. It's just gut punch, dick punch, yeah. whatever you want to call it the movie. Tip I'm punch. so sorry, Bob. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> all right. You're doing the penis thing. So. I have so a we penis, have, uh, but you yeah. know, it's, okay. it's, it's really resilient. It it's a nice a penis. Stuff. We've all seen it. it we've all, we've My all penis is it. the best penis. <laughs> Hashtag Kim Penis number one. <laughs> That's it. We've got a new online trend going. <laughs> Boom. All right. So anyway, hereditary. Uh, no, Tony Collette to bring things down. Yeah, Tony no. Collette needs ev- all the nominations. Oh, yeah. If she awards. doesn't get the the award for that, oh, that's really? a load of bullshit. But that also is very telling about the stigma towards horror films. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and there's a stigma uh, towards mental that? illness that that film yeah. avoids too. Yeah. Is you know, I freely admit I have depression, I have anxiety, and I take medicine for it. Yeah. And people. Sometimes, As many of us, yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, and I mean, like, I have a, I have a current situation at work where a guy's threatened to kill himself, and he can't come in the store because we're afraid, you know, he's going to come in and do something. Right. And it's a, it's a stigma. It's like I don't want this person to get fired. I don't want to get fired. I don't want anything bad to happen to anybody. But they right. need to get properly treated. You need to get looked at. And you know, sometimes you know, after a mental, <coughs> after a, a death, it fucks you up. I went from. Completely normal high school student, you know. Oh, I'm about to go to college. To my whole life changed in a minute, six this, months, but a minute. This is going to be a three-part episode, isn't it? Maybe I don't know. We'll find out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Who knows? Well, as, I think as we get further up the list, we're like, oh, I talked about that. Oh, I talked about that. So I right. think a lot of the we're going to start getting there. It's we're going to start a lot of other repetitions. Yeah. We are. Uh, but yeah, I was just looking to make sure she was not. She wasn't even nominated for Golden Globe for that. So really, hope the Oscars. No, I don't. And she didn't get. She wasn't nominated for SAG either. Which is strange. Like bullshit. But the Golden Globes are bullshit. Yeah, they are. I mean, I'm sorry. They're bullshit. So Golden Globes. That's a whole other podcast. That's a whole. To that. So, like, award shows is one of the Cheers. list of thing you put on the list Cheers. for the future. AMPM uh, Wow, and his noise just went up on the on the thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so I think Red Cherry is something we all probably have somewhere yeah, on yeah. our list. Uh, it's yeah. further um, up on my list yeah. than you guys have it, but I'm not bragging or anything. And then, so then I'm going to keep on with something that's also a little little depressing, but not as depressing. Um, but number eight, my number eight was the remake of Suspiria. Oh, I it's on my list. Mm. No, I, I will seen say it. no more, but Don't it's on my spoil list. spoil nothing. We won't spoil me. anything for Actually, you. Actually, I already read the spoilers. It's on my I list. I know what happens. Then, yeah, you're, you're, you, you I, said I, before you read spoilers before you watch oh, movies yeah. for whatever reason. I don't. I will, <laughs> like, Star Wars, like, that's my, that's my, like, that's my game. I will straight out, like, seek out, I'm like, okay, what can I spoil for myself? 
I'm a, see, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a no spoiler scene. person. So we're gonna we're gonna try and see unspoilery. I'm indifferent if spoilers for, happen, but I know what it. happens, and I know holy fuck, I'm gonna like it, but I gotta wait for it to come out on Blu-ray. And it's higher on my list. The um, that's all I'll say. Yeah, yes. I was debating like where it'd be ultimately, uh, but it's very nice. <laughs> like I love the original so much. Mm-hmm. It's one of my oh favorite, my and I know it's one of Tony's favorite. Tony. He just went. He just walked out Tony for a second. But Tony the is the biggest super super fan of oh, yeah. Superior. I ever know. He, he interviewed Jessica Harper like yeah. four nights yeah. in a row he's last so Halloween. Cool. And um, like one one weekend of his whole life beats everything. I've he's done missing mind. us talking about how cool he is. Yeah. I love you, Tony. Uh, but he's so the new. <laughs> There's <laughs> Suspiria. Like, the first one, I think, is more entertaining as a film, uh, but it's also... See, and I, it's I funny, think, I have the opposite... Uh, but I find this new to be way more put together. I find the new one to be... And, and, and again, this is a little, this is one of the few times I'm going to pull out the vagina card. Um, I found it so compelling. Oh, absolutely. So compelling, and I could not look away from it, and... I found, even though it's, I it's heard a, Tilda Swinton plays really three a, roles. Yeah, it's like amazing. Four three. Yeah. And three. speaking of fake penis, vagina, all that good stuff. <laughs> yeah. No, Tilda Swinton is just yeah. fucking incredible, and I haven't seen the yeah. movie. You're back, Tony. You're cool. We all love you. <laughs> don't mess with oh, yeah, me. Don't mess cut off. Which Tony had <laughs> yeah, the. Do yeah, not let me have no. any more. Which I don't know how you had the good luck of too many fluids. We you had the good luck of. Meeting Jessica Harper and before and talking with her about Suspiria yeah, multiple times last he's year. The coolest, <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, I you know what's really interesting is I I wanted a chance to see Suspiria a second time to really congeal an opinion on it more because the first time I saw it and I was on another podcast actually talking about yeah. this. Um, I felt like we're not your first. <laughs> You're not. not we're Suspiria. not his podcast, oh, yeah, Cherry. I'm sorry. Okay. Sorry, guys. Um, I uh, let me preface this by saying I am maybe one of the biggest fans of the original film around. We preface yes, that's that. That's what we were talking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> good. good. I, I was using the bathroom. I mean, he, he <laughs> so. makes me look like a fucking dork when it comes to him. Italian that's horror film, and, that, and that's saying something. Uh, that is saying something. We speaking of which, we need to bond over that stuff at we, some point in the do. very near future. Anyway, but, I agree. Continuing um, Suspiria. That said, uh, on on the subject of Suspiria, I. I always go into remix with open with an open mind, and the things that I always put up for exhibit for that are a the Maltese Falcon, which was mm-hmm. the third try at the yes. same at the same novel, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and John Carpenter's version of the thing. Damn right. Yeah. Which, while it's not technically a remake, it is, it is. a it is it's another a, interpretation. And it leads right into the Christmas Chronicles. Um, so I actually that. went into <laughs> Suspiria very optimistic, and I really I went into it wanting the best from it when i came out my thought about it and again i articulated this in not as much words at another podcast is um i love cilantro cilantro is one of those things that i love yeah. throwing into salads and Dude, salsas cilantro is just the fucking best yeah my guinea pigs love it too but there's about a there's a small percentage of the popular okay the maker's mark is taking its effect. There's a small percentage of the population that when they taste cilantro, uh-huh. they taste soap, soap, uh-huh. or or something untoward. Yeah. If you are that person, stop listening. Yeah. Thank you. Um, for me, the remake of Suspiria was cilantro, and I was that ten percent, at Fair least enough. for the first for for like the first viewing. There is a huge amount that I found to respect in the movie. 
I I was I was enraptured with the the level of ideas and subtext that they put in. The movie is made with a lot of craftsmanship <coughs> by uh, Luca Guadagnino. Uh, I think that it engages in so many wonderful and intellectually provocative ideas. It's set as a period piece. Um, I loved the way that the movie takes an interesting contrarian tack to the original. It's like every point in the remake where along the structure of the original movie, Argento takes a left, Guadagnino takes a right. And he literally does that throughout. Now, I have a question. Yes. How do they utilize Dakota Johnson? Because I know... Fifty Shades gives her a bad reputation. She's but I've a decent actress. She she's great in this. Was yeah. great. This, this was she's the movie that made me say, "Oh, you can act." She's uh, and she's very interesting in it. And yeah. again, getting back to like, if you're really super familiar with the original movie, which I am, yeah. um, all of the different detours that the that this remake takes are fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, you're looking at a color palette in the original 1977 version that is completely awash in primary colors yeah. and oh, is yeah. just absolutely psychedelic in its wildness. Mm-hmm. In this remake, everything is is visualized in a very muted fashion, almost like an autumnal fashion, but with very strategic injections of color. It's really beautifully wrought. Mm-hmm. So you've got that divergence. Um, in the original, you have the Goblin score, which is absolutely all about sensory overload thank you yes mm-hmm. um and the tom york score in the new one is Which much I got more for ambient I, and i love and much more the subtle score. i, I love the score too yeah. i've listened to the, the score film very well i it's the most part and it's i would solid. agree with that i, I listened yeah. to the score on google play or whatever yeah. Yeah. membership i have it and i'm a, incredible and i haven't seen the movie yeah and, and i'm already like i'm a huge like radiohead tom york fan yeah. so for me it's like pulling the pleasure notes now that said the movie is two hours and 32 fucking minutes long. <laughs> it is too long for a horror movie. But see, and I, I re- again, and this is where I pull the vagina card a little bit. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> in that I saw the movie the with two other women, two non-horror fan women. Mm. And we all fucking loved it. We mm-hmm. fucking loved it. And a lot of it was, and this is something I will rarely say of a male director making a movie that's almost entirely women. And this movie yeah. is virtually all exactly. Besides the two policemen, Besides every, the two everyone's policemen, played by women. Everyone's played by women. That is a spoiler in saying that. Yeah, I respect that. I think everyone I knows think that Tilda's the You dude. know, it's amazing. Some people don't. Huh, I've talked to some people. I mean, mo- not, again, not horror fans, yeah. but... I have a few friends who are going to see it who I I haven't told and yet. But only a handful of times do I did I see that was her playing it. Like yeah, she she has a few a couple, tells. There's but... a couple words that she said or oh, a yeah. certain angle where like that's Tilda. Yeah, who's yeah. my favorite favorite actor? But the two show. women I was with didn't know. They knew something was up. One of them said to me uh, afterwards, "They're like, is there a reason that they aged that actor so much ah. with the makeup?" <laughs> and I explained why, but. So I saw. Well, this and movie. even she. I'm sorry, I interrupt. She said that she played a dude playing him. Yes. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, oh, kind of like Robert Downey Jr. playing a dude playing another dude. Yeah, exactly. Dude. I, I I saw this movie with two other women. We all had really strong reactions to it, and I think it's it's really rare for me that I will give a male director accolades for their portrayal of women, mm-hmm. because usually they don't get it right. Yeah. And this is a rare instance where I left that being like, "Fuck yeah." You got some women's issues, and and 
as a woman, it really hit me. And I never felt the time. Two and a half hours went by like that for me. Yeah, I thought it, it was so well paced. It felt, it's it's like I knew going in, I was like, it's a two and a half hour move, long movie. And I didn't feel the time. And that's how I know I'm connecting with something when I'm not. Because I'm, I'm, you know, slightly ADD. I'm, I'm like, squirrel, what? <laughs> Shiny, what? Uh, and I was enraptured the entire time. You got it under the spell of the witches. No, I was like, no, but I was. And I mean, a lot of it, too, oh, was, was Tilda Swinton. Is, yeah. She is... She's riveting in the movie. She's There's riveting. no denying. And, and the fact that she plays so many characters, yeah. this is something that would seem like super gimmicky mm-hmm. if it were a lesser actor doing it. But the fact that she's doing it and really genuinely pulling it off. And I also, again, getting back to the fact that the movie takes all of these contrarian turns, mm-hmm. I found it fascinating where, again, you know, sensory overload score by Goblin, really subtle mm-hmm. ambient score by Tom York. And, and I think um, that, even though I haven't seen it, I think that's a good idea to yeah. take some new turns with the remake. Oh, yeah. Change. It is. Yeah. Uh, well, one, even in setting, I thought was yeah. really interesting. I, mm-hmm. Well, the better thing, understanding of the, the school, me, of the coven. Of, yeah, the, the reason why it didn't work and why I want to see it again, because, again, people such as yourself right. have offered very eloquent defenses of this movie is that for me it felt like it felt like after a while the movie became a study in contrarianism for its own sake mm. it kind of felt to me like it was almost like you would hit a specific aesthetic crossroads and Guadagnino would do like the exact opposite thing that Argento did just to do the exact Fair opposite enough. thing that Argento did. And mm-hmm. so for me, it kind of felt like a ways into the movie, it stopped being an interesting exercise in doing something different from the original, and it started feeling like contrarianism for its own sake. That right. was part Fair of it. Enough. And also, I was a little bit bothered, you know, and I'm normally not one for short attention span theater. I, I'm happy to watch a movie that's over two hours, but this being two hours and 32 minutes it I could feel the seams for me at least after a while See, my only issue with the pacing in that case was mm-hmm. I think there's a little too much of the doctor Tilda's other character yeah. but I understand why they were going for that yeah. and you get Jessica Harper in that sequence yeah. too yeah. but um oh, and I think my fluttering heart, yes. mm-hmm. uh, just yeah she makes a, a Century cameo experience. She's a yeah. she. She makes a cameo, but it's very one. pivotal. Yeah, yeah. It's, a yeah, yeah it's very and important. And what they're doing with him for. and her in that is very important for the rest of the movie. Yeah. So I understand why I probably could have done a little little bit better, but I think. Um, but yeah, going going back to me, it's like the reason that I think really worked for me in that case. Like, it's very. You talk about contrarianism, but I mm-hmm. think it's a very unconventional film in the way it was shot and the way yeah. it was edited. Like the way it was edited yeah. was uh, when I. After I got out, I was thinking about it, and I was thinking, like, it's edited and shot in a way that if an amateur was doing this or someone without much of control, it would come off really awful. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's like, this person doesn't know how to edit. This person doesn't know how to shoot. But since he knows exactly what he's doing, it comes off as a masterpiece. Yeah, and and this is exactly why I want to see the movie again. Yes. Um, I've ordered it on Blu-ray, so. (laughs) Okay, I know who I'm I'm borrowing it from. I, yeah, and I, I mean, there were little things that I, I, I love. I'm a huge Tom York radio mm-hmm. head fan, so I really I love the score, and I love the two ballads in it. Mm-hmm. But the finale of the movie, one of those ballads, it, spoiler alert, semi, is playing over the 
finale of the movie, which I think is just ridiculously executed. It's all set in kind of pixelated slow motion like a Nine Inch Nails video <laughs> yeah, it with did people's feel like heads video popping video. like fucking mm-hmm. pimples. I love that. And it's like, I mean, I loved it too, but when you've got this, you know, melancholy <laughs> contemplative Tom York ballad going, yeah. I can understand trying to do the, yeah. to do the contrast, mm-hmm. but at the, at the same time, it's like... You had me at Nine Inch Nails. Yeah. <laughs> But anyway, anyway. Um, but it's it, it is a work that does not besmirch yeah. the original's legacy, and I want to see it again. I mean, yeah. that's I mean, I was hoping that I would get a view in by the time I did this podcast, but unfortunately, I didn't. But I do definitely want to see it again. And I'll be and, real with you: mm-hmm. the fact that you have such glowing things to say about it puts me at ease because you and I have the same. Kind of. We reach, my friend. We reach. Yes. My man. Italian so horror cinema. It's on yeah. my list, but it's further up my list. So, Spirit was my number eight, okay. so that moves us around to number sevens. Um, oh, that's a good opinion. Cody. So, <laughs> I'm going to say it. It is a vagina holder. I think my opinion oh, okay. sometimes is different for different reasons. But wow. Sorry. Way to talk over my Black Panther I'm... review. Black Panther. Black Panther. All right. I love that movie. And that's on my list, but further down as well. Just straight up. I mean, it's on my list. That's on my four out of five. I saw that movie because. Carolyn wanted to see it and she was like come on let's go see it and I got a new phone we were right next to the theater I'm like fine what is, oh, okay, I was gonna say, what does that have to do with it oh, but it that was, makes it sense it was literally right next to the theater and I'm like okay we had movie pass at the time and it still worked yeah oh yeah uh, oh, so I'm like okay you know what we'll go see uh, it and yeah it, it was days. Marvel by the book yeah but it was Good Marvel by the book. When Michael B. Jordan as Killmonger. Oh my god! I'm like, one of the best I'm sorry, films. I'm sorry, one of the best films the in that film. Yeah. He is the star. I'm, of that I'm film. like, I. Killmonger had a point. Yeah. I'm like, Thanos wow, had a point. Okay, well, <laughs> Killmonger has a point. Stop Black Panther. Don't don't stop him. He's doing good, in a weird way. But still, he's doing good. I liked it. I mean, I well, and the most three dimensional villain. Oh of yeah. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. well, what's great about it is Killmonger. Oh, I'm evil. I'm evil. No. Well, Killmonger has his ideas. Just says the wrong way to execute. Yeah. It, which yeah. is important for but a villain. And, and, yeah. But he's actually given a a backstory. He's given layers. He's given depth. I appreciate that they didn't just oh he's just a black evil version of Black Panther. No. Yeah. No. He's he's got layers to him. Yeah. And I appreciate that Martin Freeman wasn't the white savior too. Yeah, he was a yeah. dude who got he got shot and he's helping Wakanda. He's yeah. not oh You don't speak here. Thank you, Wakanda. <laughs> you know, I am the white savior, I will tame you. No, and it was really nice about that. I yeah, and I I think um, you were saying earlier that it's a Marvel movie, but it's better than that. Yeah. I honestly think that even by those standards, it is above and beyond and outside the conventional Marvel universe. I think it is a wonderful, a beautifully rendered kind of, I would almost say, say fairy tale. People mm-hmm. have slagged it for its visual sense because it is very unreal looking in places. But for yeah. me, it worked. It's a yeah. fucking, you're yeah. you're looking at like a fictional world. You're looking at a, at a magical and fantasy consistent. world. So and it's exactly, it sets up rules Huge. and it stays with them. Huge Black Panther fan. Yeah. Oh, I me was, too. I always yeah. loved Black Panther. Yeah. Uh, you know, ever since I started, I started reading Marvel Comics in 2012 with AVX and Wakanda gets wrecked in that. <laughs> Spoilers for a six-year-old comic. But, um, you know, it, it, it takes Wakanda and it puts it on screen. I'm like, that's yeah. Wakanda. Yeah. Holy shit. You know, they didn't like, oh, Wakanda's just this small developing village. Wakanda's great. Um, you know, Black Panther himself great. Angela Bassett's great in the movie. Yeah. And the fact that they did Mbaku without calling him Manape, 
Yes, thank yeah. you. Thank oh you. my about god, that. I was so worried. I'm like, they're gonna call him Man Ape. They're gonna call him Man Ape. They can call him Man Ape. But I love yeah. the design Obviously. of his area, his his character traits, yeah. and the, <laughs> like, and playing with the, like not the conventions, but how certain characters used to be treated in the past oh, with yeah. um yeah. like the cannibalism thing he's like oh that's gonna we're vegetarians and that's kind of like just turning around like <laughs> yeah, how it probably yeah. in the comics from like even, 40 years ago I, he would be a cannibal you know well, and, or longer than that before in the yeah. 60s because i remember yeah. jack kirby said uh, oh they're like you gotta put white people in there so he put the clan in there and have black man <laughs> you know one of the i i go back longer than you guys but it's okay um, i started i started reading black panther in the <laughs> mid to late 70s and it was the first truly socially progressive comic that actually dealt with real world racial issues and it made a profound impression on me and i think one of the beauties of this new film is that it touches a little on those issues but it also does not do so uh, in disservice to the characters yeah. and the situation and, and it's not a club over the head the either that was the beautiful Thank thing you. about it especially when they're at the end and you know spoilers Everything's, everyone's seen Black Panther everyone yeah. and their mom and their grandma and, 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 and their unborn kids have seen it community where yeah. Killmonger grew up and it's not just like oh we're the white black saviors you know yeah. we're coming in to save you and it's like no no we're here to work with you we're here to yeah. I took Killmonger's words to heart because Killmonger, bad dude, murderer, but he has some good points. Well, and the thing is, you know you're in good territory with a comic book movie when the the heavy that's like basically, again, spoiler alert, 86, like less than halfway into the movie, is so fucking awesome you can yeah. almost want a movie out. I mean, Andy Serkis as, yes. uh, as yes. Ulysses yes. in that. Cool. He's so terrific. He's like so wonderfully larger than life it's Andy Serkis, in the best that's what he possible is. way. <laughs> and it's like, fish. I could have, I could have, if he would have stayed the bad guy in the whole movie, I would have been totally yeah. chill with it. But then, but it I'm throws glad he in, exactly, <laughs> it throws in that extra layer with the Killmonger yeah. character, which is just Really, and it works. And, so and nice. it's like a great characters, like the the women characters are. All, I was gonna say, all in terms of bad bad it's no women. big deal. The yeah, thing like, is, it's no big deal. Suri, Suri is awesome. Uh, I, know, I can't remember her name, but the Koye. 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 That woman is an extremely gifted and wonderful actress mm-hmm. with a huge amount of range, and she's breathtakingly beautiful. She's so, so and on a big yeah. screen. Oh my god! Yeah, but anyway, Tony gets it. Yeah, everybody gets it. Yeah, Black Panther's great. If it you is. haven't seen it, you're a DC fanboy. <laughs> still go see it. Is I saw yeah, it made it made my five out of five, and it yeah. didn't make my top my top twenty, but it did do very well. Um, and you know, I really I was just surprised. I was, not that I thought Marvel was going to fuck Chichella up. But they didn't fuck to all up, and they, and they did it in such a glorious way, uh, you know. And I really like the way you know they, they even portrayed Shuri well. Sure. Yeah. She's, 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 she's so much fun. She's, she's such a minor character in the comics, but like, she stole that movie. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. She's adorable. Yeah, like, I, I, I want her Black and Peter Parker to meet. I yeah. ship them. I'm like, you ship so them out. They need to, her, her and Peter Parker need to so meet and just like meme off and like, oh, and then Tony starts to be like, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> I ship older Peter Parker and Deadpool. But if we're keeping them younger, I kind of ship the two of them together. Yeah, if, if Surrey and Deadpool Peter Parker meet, it'll be amazing. That's the, Fuck you, we're gonna talk about that another time. <laughs> I will, I we'll leave that to Marvel or the talk and let you guys argue that. We're fight now. All right, so Black Panther. Okay. Uh, what number are we on? 
We are on oh, number, number seven. seven. I probably shouldn't uh, have said that the way I did. My that. number seven is uh, is Love Simon. Mm. Oh, oh and movie. I I it was it was like a '90s rom com except where the main character Good. was gay, and I loved it. I thought it was just charming. It was funny. It was sweet. Um, it was it was just really a lovely movie. Uh, I thought the performances were great. Um, it was I, I I had so much fun watching it, and it's one of the ones that'll make it to the rotation of ones I watch again. Yeah, that was a fantastic film. Like the trailers made me roll my eyes, but the movie itself was <laughs> utterly charming. Yeah, yeah. And the art of a really decent trailer that inarguably telegraphs the aesthetics of the movie that it's plugging. It's a lost art. Period. Yeah. Every I I can't count the number of times I have seen a shit trailer for a movie that I loved. Yeah, and no, definitely. Enough said on that topic, and yeah. it sounds like that's the case with this. Yeah, one. but it, it no, it was just it was just really a sweet, fun movie, and again, it stuck with me because it's I was a big fan of you know I loved the teen rom com when I was a teenager. I lo- and and they were a really big thing when I was growing up. There was. T- you had 10 Things I Hate About You. You had, I love 10 you know, Things I Hate oh, You. Well, yeah, I, yeah. I straight up love that. I don't even, that's not even good. You know, that's just yeah, straight up question. It's a great movie. She's all that. Like, all of these really fun movies. And so there was definitely a little nostalgia for me as, as in terms of a modern version of some of those. And and obviously not exactly the same thing, but I, I love the idea that we're at the point, too, where we can have a mainstream teen romantic comedy about... A, a gay, gay team. No. I thought that was and 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 again, fantastic performances, likable characters. Yeah, so they have and, a, they have great charisma together. Like yeah. uh, chemistry is the word I was trying to think there, but they have great chemistry. And all just, the all the friends and yeah. I, I just shut down any criticism of stuff like that. They're like, oh, it's gay. It's pro. Shut the fuck up. Oh, Get out of here. Lovely. It's take so your lovely. Bible, take your cross. Go fuck off. It's nice. <laughs> Everybody deserves an equal share yeah. of movies. And that's what I've always thought. You know, people bitch about Black Panther. It's like, that's one superhero movie. You know how many yeah. white superheroes I have? That's not fair if I grow up with a, you know, eight million superheroes I can choose from. Oh, well, this person looks like me. This person does me. You know, a black kid. Anybody. I'd be able to grow up with a with a superhero that looks like them, that represents them. Absolutely. And, and I think it's a cliche at this point. A welcome cliche, but representation matters. It, it matters so that, Especially much. if you are a gifted enough storyteller to yeah. where you can make it NBD. No well, big deal. And there's a great sequence in the movie where they go through, like Simon talks about the fact that he wishes that everyone had to come out. And there's this great sequence of all these different characters in the movie coming out as straight. And their parents' reactions and being like, this is your father's side. This is, this is your father. And, it's, and it, it, it was really, really such a lovely moment because you're... It, it was... It, 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 the humor, the, every, the heart involved in this. And again... This is where I came back to when I was making my list. This is a movie I will rewatch. This is a movie that my teens were talking about for months. I, yeah, I would see definitely resonate. We're in our 30s, massive. so we're not teenagers anymore. But no. definitely would resonate with teenagers. Like It's so much. Yeah, it really. They they When I hadn't seen it yet, and I was in rehearsal uh, with some of my teenagers, and they were talking about it, and they're like, you know, Miss Kim, have you seen this? And I was like, I haven't yet. Like, you have to see this movie. And, and it was really heartening, too, to see their reaction to it. And it's theater kids, so of course they're going to like anything where you have, you know, 
but that's just it. Um, representation matters, yeah. and it's yeah. it's yeah. just it's just and a lovely, it, like, it's lovely one th- movie. Which oddly enough, that's one of the things I kind of rolled my eyes at the beginning. Like, and I admit, you know, being in our 30s and being in Seattle, which is much more progressive, like, it is. So, like, did we really like? Like, they made a whole big thing about the coming out in the trailers. And, like, yeah. uh, I'm secretly gay. It's like, well, is anyone really secret? Yes. Is, is people still in the closet anymore? Yeah. We always like, yes, kids are still in the closet. Especially okay. Seattle, it's definitely it's, easier to come out in. But as there's some kid in Lincoln, Nebraska, this movie yeah. would probably change his life. Yeah, you know? If my nephew was gay, he would have a hard time coming out. When, my brother is so yeah. conservative. So I think it take, so sometimes we take just, it for granted like, how easy as someone can His here. parents are very progressive people, but it's something, you know, yeah. I'm not straight. And it's something that I being pansexual, being bisexual, whatever you want to call me. But yeah. I have very progressive parents, and yet have I fully had this conversation with them? Eh. And it, it's doesn't your mom listen to this? You know, just kidding. I, <laughs> my mom kind of knows at this point because I've told her I date women. But um, it's it's something that he even talks about, like. My parents will be cool with this ultimately because yeah. they're cool people. It takes the dad a second to come around. It takes the dad the, a second to come the dad, around. The conversation he has with the mom is 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 heart is it's, heartwarming. Oh, it's lovely. It's, so, it's great. But, and then the conversation he ends up having with the dad, where the dad's mm-hmm. like, "I've made jokes, and I'm sorry. Like, I'm the worst." And he's like, "It's okay. I knew that." But it, the fact that you can still you can have progressive parents, you can have friends who you know are going to support you, and it's still really hard it's not always an easy thing and i really appreciate that they show that he has like he likes it he even makes a point of saying i love my sister i would never tell her that but she's awesome and i have great parents i have great friends and i'm and they still don't know i'm still struggling with this it's not easy and and just because it's something that's become more culturally acceptable and, and we get spoiled we're all seattleites yeah we live in a very progressive area not everywhere in the country is and the fact exactly. that our president is it donald trump it can be very trump, easy to disconnect from yeah. that reality Absolutely. and and donald trump i mean again i'm sorry but we have a president who is actively trying to make some legislation that will once again make things hard for gay people or for trans people so yeah, it's still something we need to be worrying about representation, and we need to yeah. be telling these stories. And so, yeah. I um, mean, I I feel the same way. I mean, I, I have family that is like that. Yeah, and I'm like, dude, fuck off. It's in a nice way. It's like, come on, <laughs> you have every right in the book. You're a straight white person. You can go. You can do what you like. You can do whatever you want, and nobody will say anything. There is no reason that somebody who's gay or somebody who's this or that shouldn't be able to go and have those same goddamn mm-hmm. rights. Exactly. Go fuck off if you if you don't feel that way because it's like you have every every advantage and I and I've known that since I was a kid. I've had every advantage thrown my way. I'm straight. I'm a white guy, or you know at least I identify as straight right now because I'm dating Carolyn. You know, <laughs> Carolyn and I are gonna get married. All that good stuff. <laughs> but you know it's like. Fuck off! You know you, you're you're so privileged. You see things through this one lens, and I and I appreciate the representations. Right? And the girl in me that just loves a good romantic comedy. Who I does? love a good romantic comedy. A good one is a the, good one. And this that, was a lovely yeah, romantic comedy movie with with Chris Evans. That not another teen movie. Not another teen. It's solid movie. It's a good movie. It's solid movie. And when he has the banana hanging out of his butt, <laughs> it awakens some feelings in me. And I'm so well, it's Chris Evans, so. <laughs> Hey, I we, mean, all, Chris, we, Chris all we all love Cap. We all love Cap. Who doesn't? Hey, I'm a straight yes. dude, and Chris right? yeah. awakens some things in me. I feel like you yeah, know what? Oscar Isaac's can 
come home and be in It's like, you know, <laughs> Carolyn and I aren't a thing. Chris Evans is like, hey, man, let's be together. Be like, okay, it's cool. Captain America. I can't it's say that. It's an understanding. Yes, exactly. And then Jason anyway. Momoa shirtless. Yes. Anyway, and so yeah. Love Simon. Kim loves that. Love Simon. And I really enjoyed that it. That was my number seven. Very, yeah. you guys number liked seven. it too. Yeah. All right. Tony, number oh, seven. We're... Oh, I'm doing number seven. This is going to be a three-parter, Bob. Oh, okay. yeah, we're at an hour and a half. Four-parter. Right. Like My number seven is another genre movie that I saw that was a surprising hit for me. Um, it's a movie called Prospect. Damn right. Woo! That was it. That's in my honorable mention. Boss, yes. That's really in my honorable mention. I wanted to put yeah. it in my top ten. That's in my honorable mention. It was like easily. number eleven for me. Yeah, yeah, I think part of it for me is that I had the very good fortune of seeing it on a big screen. Yeah. We yes. thought we, Tony and I watched it together. It's yes, Seth, thank yeah. you. And I just and I saw it while it was rerunning at Regal recently. And yeah, it was and, fabulous. Uh, and it's it's one of those movies that, uh, and we've talked about this before. It's it doesn't reinvent the wheel. Yeah. But it's a really strong family drama mm-hmm. slash western that it mm-hmm. happens to be set in a on a far off planet yeah. in a science fiction setting. And yeah. it really does that very well. And one of the things that I love about Prospect is that it takes this very exotic science fiction world and it makes mm-hmm. it no big deal and routine and you get to see kind of the day-to-day functioning of people who are flying around in a spaceship that's literally <clears throat> duct-taped together mm-hmm. um, in a an interaction to where they can actually... It's um, yeah, it's a, it's a good, it's a lived-in world. Yeah, it's, and that's exactly. why it's, it's 70s science fiction in that way. Yeah, and that's and, one of the things, and, and in fact, this will come back later on my list. I... I any sort of um, science fiction film that has a a connection to kind of a 70s sensibility of an Just increased like amount of intelligence and an increased amount of kind of sociopolitical awareness, uh, but still tells its story without feeling like it's 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 making all of those beats with like you know a sledgehammer is great and yeah. this movie is great at doing that. I yeah, was just I, I joked about it after we watched it where like it felt like for the talking about like I love the prop design, love the yeah. building design, uh, that it was like they had a warehouse full of junk and ballard and it's like, all right, we need to make a spacesuit <laughs> from this crap. How would you do that? And that's yeah. what worked out. And, and not not like this looks cheap. Plastic. It yeah. looks solid. It looks like how it, you know, exactly. Two thousand years in the future, we're on planets all over the place. In this case, this planet is is played by the Hoane Forest here in at South of Seattle. Yeah, and I, uh, I, it's made by Seattle filmmakers with yeah. Seattle crew and cast, and uh, not maybe cast, but uh, our friend Vanessa worked on it. So yeah. it's full disclosure. And, and, my friend Rachel yeah, worked on it. It's funny that um, I keep almost running into Vanessa. <laughs> I know who she is, and I'm pretty sure she knows who I am, but I've never actually had an interaction with her. I'm like, oh, she's in that. I, I'm not going to like directly contact well, she her about it because it, it'd be but, weird. But I'm like, I, 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 it's like I've, one of those people I've always like almost run into. I'm like, oh, Bob's like, oh, Prospect. And I almost went and saw it. Yeah. But I've heard good things. I, and again, I saw some trailers. I've seen some scenes. It looks yeah. really, really cool. It's really well worth seeing. And I think one of the other things that it instilled in me is that um, one of the key signs of a very robust film scene is how varied and robust your genre films are and so when i saw this movie i saw a really solidly constructed little science fiction western and i thought to myself 
this is evidence that this region, the Pacific Northwest, is putting out very interesting genre films. Mm -hmm. This is a robust film scene. We're in an era where the technology is such that anybody who has some modicum of talent can get a movie made. Um, we but can you make something watchable. Well, yeah. there you go. Yeah. But well, and again, a great world building too. Yeah, for in such total. A, for the, without having to do much, they made exactly. just these little touches, but exactly. made a very specific, really awesome world. And and you ex you said yes. You were like, oh, of course, I accept. Exactly. This. And, and it helps that Sophie Thatcher was amazing. Oh yeah, yeah. the performances uh, were fantastic. Jay Duplass, uh, yeah. Pedro Pascal, mm -hmm. you had some really solid performers in yeah. there. Yeah, and 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 we're in an era, and this is probably the first time since the '70s where we're in an era where genre cinema is highly regarded enough and respected enough because the people who are running studios now grew up on this stuff mm -hmm. to where you can actually see a genre movie that that does what it's supposed to do effectively and still serves. If you took out all of the genre bits, if you took out all of the science fiction <clears throat> bits in prospect, what you had left would be a pretty persuasive um, father-daughter family drama yeah, yeah. that is suddenly thrust into crisis. Um, I won't go spoilery f spoilery. Hmm. Well, this is one I think less people would have seen. Yeah, and I if think, you yeah. haven't, you I don't should. Spoil it. And, and that's the thing I appreciate about this era is when I was growing up, everything was a cynical cash grab. Yeah. It's like, okay, we can the make 90s. X, <laughs> it's we all can the 90s was. dollars on this. <laughs> Just do it. Send some shitty director out there. Even if I don't like every movie that comes out right now, if I can see there's effort behind it, that's wonderful. It's, yeah. it's nice to see that somebody's taking the time and the effort and taking, taking a chance on something. Like Hereditary. That yeah. never gets made 10 years ago. Well, A24 is really helpful. Yeah. They, they give wish. everyone the chances like, right yeah. across the board. Like, uh, him... A24 and Jason Bloom, as people give Jason Bloom shit, but fuck it. He's like, here's $10 million, go make your movie, yeah. we'll put it out when it's done. And unless you're a good. woman. Yeah, unless... Yeah, unless, you, <laughs> well, unless you're a woman. Um, and with well, one A24 last, is better no about that. One last shout-out for Prospect. Uh, the co-directors and co-writers are Zeke Earl mm. and Christopher Caldwell. They really do their shit well. Um, it's like It's just one of those kind of... Undis well, sort of semi-undiscovered gems that I think anybody who's a genre fan really should check out. So yeah, definitely that's it's number got, seven on my list. It's definitely gotten a uh, lot of buzz, a lot of lot of uh, traction, and hopefully it gets more now. It's coming out on DVD next month, and hopefully that really helps. Um, Absolutely. So then I'm going to go to my number seven here, which I know is further up on Cody's list based upon September, but I'm going to bring it up now. Uh, Spike Lee's new film, The Black Klansman. Mm. Or it's, just, it's just Black Klans. It's not the... Oh, okay, first of all, number seven, that's offensive ball, but whatever. No, it's, it's a great movie. Like, we're in the point where every, all all my movies are great fucking movies. Yeah. It's really hard to pick, like... It's the a lot of, like, if you ask me a day, yeah. like, that's me tomorrow, me this might be, like, number three. You know? Yeah. Okay, I think my number, my first three are kind of sad, but after that. Um, I didn't even rank mine, so yeah. fair enough. And the, uh, the Splat Klansman is a return to form for Spike Lee, who kind of hit or miss there, but this is, like, the most Spike Lee, a Spike Lee movie since. It's perfection. It's, like, what his career has come to at this point. Uh, it's a really fitting for now. It's, uh, even though it's telling a story of the 70s, like, the last bit at the end, uh... It really anchors us to how important what film is now, how important people react to each other. Um, it's it's a film for now, based in the seventies. It it takes a lot of liberties with the actual story, but I I'm absolutely fine with that. Uh, fantastic performances like uh, John Washington, Denzel Washington's son is oh. fantastic, but Adam Driver 
Oh my god! Like Adam they, Driver is is the is the best part of this movie. Him and Steve Buscemi's brother, like the little <laughs> thing they have there. Um, the Steve Buscemi's brother actually, and I think his entire time, this other cop looks like Steve Buscemi, and it turned out he's his brother. Yeah, no, I, I was thinking like, that's Steve Buscemi. What the like, fuck is Steve no, Buscemi doing in this? And, um, and it, it has one. Uh, I'll say one more thing. It has one of my favorite sequences in film this year is the the Jew lie detector scene. It's the most one of the most tense, fucked up scenes that I've seen this year. Yeah. But I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I just wanted to make sure no, I said no, no, that. No, 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 You know, it's okay to interrupt me. I'm inebriated. <laughs> I will interrupt you, and for any eruptions, I'm sorry. But Black pa- uh, Black Panther. Oh <laughs> Black Klansman. Why are you calling it the Black Klansman? You think Black it's the Black Klansman, best movie of the year. You're, you're telling your number one already? I feel like... You're supposed to I keep it like a secret, man. It's, it's, it's far up my list. I know it's it was your number one two. in September, so I don't know if it still it, was. It, it's up there. It's within the top two. Let's just say that. I love this movie. Topher Grace as David Duke was incredible. Yeah. Um, John Washington does an amazing job. He leads the film. He does a great job of it. Same thing with same thing Adam Driver. He does a, an amazing job. I like Adam Driver. A, and, and like I so the, the I was test. not fond of Adam Driver when I saw him in the Star Wars films, but Jesus, when I saw the Jim Jarmusch movie that he did, uh, uh, that Patterson. Patterson. Right? Yeah, I was like, mm-hmm. wow, this guy. Is he, he did a good job. What was that one? Um, Silence. Silence. Yeah, he's amazing. Yeah. Silence. Yeah. He gives. He, he's a guy. Who, I, I do like him as Kylo Ren, but he gives his all. I love everything. him as Kylo Ren. I know. But you're, now you're, I can't unsee Kylo Ren getting the Jew test done to him. And I'm like, <laughs> wait, what the fuck is going on in the First Order? Makes sense if you think about what they're yes, based on. Yes, exactly. They're, they're Nazis. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. No, John Washington <coughs> is just incredible. And yeah, it takes liberties. Of course, it takes liberties. I mean, but, but it's important a taking liberties, job, and it's an important way of doing it, and it still makes David Duke, uh, David Duke, look like an absolute douche and idiot. So, mm. and like, uh, fuck you, David Duke. I hinted at this when I was first talking about it, but one thing I really enjoyed was like how much it shows how important film is to culture and how we approach yes. things. Yeah, because there's the the lot in there about the about birth of a nation, um, and I really love the sequence where the KKK is watching it and they're reacting. And he's in the window up top because he's watching the projection of it, like a projection artist. But it, it echoes to a conversation he had earlier with the with the with the weed woman whose name I can't remember right at the moment. She um, was great, though. She was she's absolutely great. Uh, but and she's saying because uh, they're talking about black exploitation, and he says it's just a movie. She's like, no, no, it's definitely not. And then he sees that later, and then the sequences at the end where I must go and spoil not spoil the movie itself, but spoil the epilogue. Uh, where he shows us bits of, of uh, news reports from Charlottesville that says this is still happening, this is relatable to this movie, this is relatable oh, yeah. to the past, and it all comes together to show the importance of film, right. the importance of how we treat each other, the importance of and that I this doesn't stop. This that. isn't just a movie. This is life. Yeah, it's, it's real life. Sorry not to interrupt. But I saw it with an audience that was not as progressive as you would think. I was in Lakewood. Mm. Ah, that's why. Yes. From yes. South, Sony's so from Lakewood. It, it was a 50-50 mix. Those of us from Pierce County know what of you speak. <laughs> oh, so many people got pissed off and just left. And there was somebody You're outside. kidding me. Oh, oh yeah. They're oh like, God. how dare they besperse our president like that. And it's, somebody said that as I was leaving. And I'm like, fuck you. Ah! I didn't say it quite like that. I'm like, yeah, no, he's like that, though. He's straight up. like, I, And I happily post stuff and I happily say something. Not happily, of course. You know, Trump's awful. He's awful. He's awful. It's just horrible. Mm-hmm. And that Charlottesville footage is profound. It's what's happening. Yeah. You know, you can bitch all you want. You can complain all you want about politics and everything. But a white supremacist ran his crowd 
or ran his crowd, ran his car through a crowd of people and killed someone. Yeah. 2017. Yeah. People try to cover up for that. People try to say that didn't happen. No, it happened. He killed someone. They're killing people. They're okay with killing people. They're okay with genociding people. They're okay with killing everybody who's not white. They're okay with locking well, I mean, kids I mean, in look cages. Look at the, another kid just died. From and, yeah, and nobody. And, and, being I, and, and I know some Trump yeah. supporters are like, "Oh, well, it's it's their parents' fault for bringing them." No, no, it's our fault for locking them in a fucking cage like an animal. Yeah, they came here in search of a better life, and now we're basically just baiting them in and capturing them and doing horrible things to them. What have we be even become? This could be a whole different discussion. Yes. I was going to say, so yeah, let's just cut. This is let's bring that back. <laughs> but I, no, I appreciate your social yeah. awareness, yeah. and I fully endorse it. Thank you. But continue on. Yeah, we're okay. we're, we're going over, aren't we? Ah, uh, it's fine. <laughs> no, I just meant in terms of if anyone needs refills on. Yes, this, but uh, we, I should pause for a second. Then. That's what I was yeah. about trying to say. In my yeah, all right, no, wait, I didn't record that. Oh. Wow. All right, and uh, we just took a brief break to be a, a weirdness right there, but I'm not gonna edit because fuck it. Um, fuck it. <laughs> fuck it. Yeah, I might. You're on um, this. You're on the cog experience. Anyway, I might. I might go back and edit this up and go in and do a straight. He won't. Yes, I promise. Go number six. <coughs> What's your number six, Cody? We talked about it. Talk? It's great. Brief film. <coughs> it will kick you in the balls or in your lady parts. Or wherever it will kick you. Or in a, both. It will kick you in a very vulnerable. Place. Yes. Mm-hmm. It, yes. It, it, it it's will a mind fuck. Multiple times, right. and it's just yeah. Kim, what's your number six? Well, my number six is Black Panther, which we so just we talked about. It. All right. See, so this is point where we're getting into each other's lists. So, Tony. Uh, Tony <laughs> um, well, I think I have one. We haven't talked about my six yet. Mentioned yeah. My number six for 2018 was The Endless. Oh, nice. That made my honorable mention. By, uh, yeah, it's down to my... Aaron Moorhead. That's further down my, my, my wonderful list. I haven't yeah. seen it, but it's hard. It's, it's am, fantastic. Yeah, I am a massive fan of these guys based on the three films that they've done. Yeah. Their, first, mm-hmm. their debut, mm-hmm. Resolution, was I a major mindfuck. I still need to see it, but I don't um, know. Oh, it's fantastic. Spring. Spring uh, is one... Oh, my God. Spring, spring is, is the best. I think maybe... It's easily one of the five best horror romances that I've seen easily in the last 25 years. And Lovecrafty and Love, Lovecraft, which yeah. is weird because Lovecraft it's is like cat, anti-sex. It's the original 1940 <laughs> yes. cat people plus H.P. Lovecraft. Yes. Oh, you that had me at cat yeah. people. Mm-hmm. Fuck it, I'm watching Cat people is a brilliant film. But, that's but, but the anyway, point. The Endless, um, I, I've heard that you need to see their first film for it to really work. I disagree no, not really. with I that. I haven't that. seen Resolution. I, mean, I know what happens to Resolution, yeah. but I don't... I, um, find I mean, I think, I think there's some stuff that you'll appreciate more in Endless if you have, but I don't think it's More necessary. of an end exactly. joke. Absolutely. Yeah, is, well, the uh, same way I feel like that with point. a lot of the Marvel movies. Like, yeah. There's some things you'll appreciate more if you've seen them all, but do you have to? No. Yeah, and, and this, is a, this is a classic example of that. And First of all, it was budgetary necessity, but the two co-directors play the two leads in the film. They play two brothers mm-hmm. who are um, traveling back to the, quote, UFO death cult, unquote, that they were part of, um, just to kind of tie up loose ends. And as the movie progresses, the unease increases, and there's much more of a strong inference that all of these seemingly fictitious things that the religious, the UFO death, death cult, excuse me, hmm. um, have been uh, kind of preaching and espousing that 
gee, there may be some kernel of truth to that. Mm-hmm. And then it gets even weirder. <laughs> it gets way, weirder. way weirder, but it is extremely well wrought. One of the things I've, I like about um, Benson and Moorhead's films is they feel like they do. They convey a lot visually. They they assume that the audience is smart enough to go from point A to point B without needing you know point A point one or whatever. They they respect their <clears throat> audience, and uh, it, it just creates a wonderful kind of creeping mounting atmosphere of undread, and it pulls in semi spoiler alert, uh, kind of some time and physics elements that mm-hmm. are sort of touched on in the first film, but you don't need to know that to enjoy what the endless does and the way it uses just, those time and physics yeah. elements well, is it's really clever beautifully it's, like i mean again talk about if you if you want to know how to make a really interesting and creative movie that's also still really lovely on a very small budget watch their films yeah totally because they do that besides their part in vhs viral but that was let's we do not talk about such things what what did they do in viral uh they did the the zombie skateboarder one no yeah i know i know you know what it's total junk and it's crap but at least it's sort of entertaining (laughs) unlike the rest of that movie but we diverge i I do like the other um, vhs benson and warhead i think are terrific filmmakers and they become this wonderful self-contained unit and kind of their aesthetic is creating movies that feel like Richard Linklater character studies like the the Before Sunrise Before Sunset films Spring is one of those movies only with a Lovecraftian slimy thing in it Um, The Endless is a very profound meditation on uh, the disparity of adolescent memories from the reality of adulthood Mm -hmm both for plus and for minus and it's also it has that wonderful sensibility a very 70s sensibility where things are communicated visually and symbolically but it's not thuddingly numbingly obvious the way that exposition in most movies from the last 30 years is you know it's almost it's almost a throwback in that sense but still with enough innovation and ideas to where it just really it really resonated and worked with me. I'm a huge fan of these two filmmakers, and I just I, I can hardly wait to see what they're going to do. There's a, there's a lot that they, it's a kind of what you hinted at. There's like there's a lot they leave up to us, us to figure out. Exactly. They do directly tell you some things to give you the yeah. visual clues. Uh, there's also a lot that we come out like my wife and I talked about it like all night after we went out to watch it yeah. uh, of what was what 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 meant and like how we felt about it because it's mm-hmm. definitely a movie you and talk you, about after yeah. it's over. I can tell I guess I haven't seen either one. You can mm-hmm. tell there's some potential in their filmmaking, even from the zombie skateboarders and VHS viral. <laughs> yeah. Are they beating shit up? I, uh, I'm giving them more credit than I am. <laughs> that movie is so We had a weekend this like, yeah. uh-huh. It's like if we series. found out that one of the segments in VHS viral was actually the last, you know, directed effort by Orson Welles. <laughs> we still be like, mother... The other Fuck side of the zombie. <laughs> Why did that penis look like a dead horse under Why? <laughs> Uh, no, that one, and and I hope we get a chance at the end to talk about some of our honorable, ben- yeah, honorable mentions. We'll do it before that, we get number ones. I, I was I was really really 
I, I and it almost made it almost made my top ten. Um, I actually was wondering because it when I was looking it up, it kept listing as twenty seventeen, but it didn't actually get a wide release till twenty eighteen. Correct. It went the festival circuit in twenty seventeen, yeah. but it didn't get an actual proper release. Mm-hmm. Um, it it was just it's just a lovely beautifully done film on a low budget and yes. I'm such yeah. a I, fan of that and it's always wonderful when you are so immersed into what the movie is doing that you don't really click in at least I didn't right. until afterwards oh wow they were able to make so much of this with exactly two actors yeah. who are repeated and very and you can almost afterwards see the gears turning yeah. in terms of yeah. what they're doing filmmaker filmmaker excuse me too much maker smart uh filmmaker resourcefulness wise what they're doing and yet it doesn't feel too studied or self-conscious so it's uh, just, yeah, yeah I, I was really smitten by it's it. exercising how much you can do without mm-hmm. uh seeing anything directly exactly. yeah yeah and like and the rope scenes like okay there's nothing to see there but it's enough to sell you everything exactly. but it's, I mean, and it's compelling you're again it, yeah because you think you know where it's going to go and yeah. then it goes a different way yeah, yeah. Um, very much but yeah endless absolutely wonderful yeah. uh my number six um i'm going to start out with a musical quote for this ah, ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the trailer you all heard 100 times between june and october when it came oh, out Lord. uh but a fantastic film was the remake of star is born yeah which i haven't seen either any of the versions uh, but this one was and see, just I have, and fantastic I think, I think across that's the board. Some of my struggle is that when I saw that this was being made, I sort of went, "Why?" Because this is now the fourth version uh, of this. Yeah, film. fifth if you count fifth, the Italian, well, the Italian, right, the uh, Indian true. one. That's yeah. you're right. You're right. Um, but and, India remakes a lot of American say, movies. I will anyway. say, I think Lady Gaga. This is a sentence I never ever thought I'd say in my life. Um, Go on. Lady Gaga is an impressive performer and an, gives an impressive performance in this. Um, Interesting. She is so amazing. It's like she's it, second second Tony Collette for my favorite actress of the year so far. Was it a movie I needed? No. But, um, and I, I think some of it is I, I struggle a little bit with, at this point, there's been so many fucking versions of this. You know what's going to happen. See, so I, yeah. I didn't. There so are certain. I knew the basics. Are going to be I knew the beats of that. He's going down. She's yeah. going up, and that's all. Yeah. I'm the doing the only thing I wasn't sure of was was he going to die in a car accident or was he going to kill himself? That's Spoilers. what I didn't know. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah, exactly. This is, this is number See, fucking how many of these versions of this movie have been made, and I'm I like, okay, suicide, suicide, uh-huh. car wreck. Really, the, Chris Christopherson's the only one who didn't directly die of suicide. He got in a car accident. And like, a movie in the 1930s said suicide in it, straight up? Yeah. yeah. He su- wa- walks into the, they walk into the ocean. It's pre-code. Oh, pre-code, so yeah. So pre-code, away with yeah. something a But the second one was during code, so I think it'd be... 54? Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, for me, it was an issue on... I can't get into Bradley Cooper as a... No, he as is as amazing. A, and no, he really is very really good. He really is very good. And he's gone through... like He's, he's, he, but he's gone through his own addiction <laughs> issues. Like, he's been clean. He does. Like, he's been clean since sometime during yeah, Alias. Yeah. And so he, but he brought in a lot of his addiction stuff to yeah. it. So he really sells it. Like, uh, Sam Elliott oh, Sam really Elliot. needs I Sam a nod. Because, uh, like, how much he sells with his eyes yeah. there. Like, there, there's various points Excuse where he's like, crumbs. you can see everything okay. through him. Um, and then there's, a, there's one point where, like, he's 
backing out of the driveway in his truck, and he's just about this close to cry. And it, it just, but there's so that's just one particular he, he's direct very moment. Emotive without having to do a yes. lot. There's a lot that happens with him. Oh, he, that's kind he of a sells mark so of a good film actor. Yeah. Oh, well, and he's old school. Good. Sam Elliott I mean, is like, amazing. He, I, I feel like we've kind of lost some of the generation of actors who can emote so much without working hard. They just yeah. that is their face, and it's they understand the camera, they understand what's being seen, and that is a lost art. Not that it's not happening now, but I, I feel like we're there's moving an element away. of self consciousness to it now. Yeah. There are. I mean. The stakes, you know, it, it is so difficult to even remotely make a living being a creative person. Yes. That if you are wanting to do that, you are going to be extra studied and extra self-conscious mm-hmm. about it. And you lose yeah. some of that spontaneity that made people like Lana Turner, who was oh. a sweater girl in a fucking malt shop, yeah. stars. Yeah. But that's it. Like, it's a I very think, interesting topic. Yeah, Gaga is normally like a person who's like really out there. But I she, thought she re- she did a yeah. very restrained performance. I thought, and I thought she was like that first scene when she's going out on stage when mm-hmm. he drags her up there. We see in the trailers. Yeah, she sells so much with her face right there. And at the end, the the last song at the end, like the songs are amazing. The soundtrack, I we went out and bought immediately because the sound. No, I have the soundtrack. I, I fully expect "Shallow" to win the Oscar for yeah. for best song, win Golden Globe. Um, and it's even though I actually think the last song. Um, I'll never love again. Yeah, I yeah. think actually it's a better song, but "Shallow" is definitely the but more the, the bigger, the message, accessible song. The message for me is not one that I love, <laughs> and that is that. Uh, again, this is my vagina talking, but uh, well, no, I mean, well, she, did she needs the man to step up yeah, after like, her like, life? Fuck you, dude! You kill yourself, and she's like, "I am Mrs. Bradley Cooper." And I will never love again. Fuck that shit. Like, I'm sorry. Yes, I, I think of like this finding her, finding her in the closet, so saying, "I'm going to take you and put you on stage." Fucking over <laughs> that narrative, and it was part of what I struggled with this film. Mm. Holy shit, that is like so fucking anachronistic. <laughs> <laughs> like, Jesus, I'm like a middle-aged white dude, and I'm like, that is so anachronistic. <laughs> and that, that is definitely a troublesome point of, of <sighs> the film, where I would That's like she was so further sad. along in her career before that. You know, and I wish, her, I, and that was where I actually wish they'd gone a different direction. Like I was like, I know we've got we've got accidental and we've got suicide. Let's go for we go to rehab. Let's go for we go to rehab. Which we no. almost did, and then yeah, and then, but let's go for it. Then, then that asshole over, fucking manager go, of hers. Like, let's go, Robert Downey Jr. Let's go, Robert Downey Jr. Like somebody say, let's go for breadsticks because that's all. <laughs> <laughs> no, like I I would have loved it if if or or let's go for divorce. Let's go for this isn't gonna work. Let's go for anything else, but. I just I have a problem with that, and it's it's, uh, yeah. I I just, I have a problem with it. I have Fair a problem enough. with it because it's a perpetual. It's a per. Yes. Returning to the positive, however. No, I think performances are spectacular. Cooper and Gaga had such great mm-hmm. chemistry that they that yeah. I really felt that they loved each and other. And there was a real connection between the two. They of them they, they felt real. Like, like you can even see that from the trailer. Yeah. You know, not hating on the film. I just never really got around to seeing it. Um, but yeah, you, you can see they've got a connection. Oh yeah. Yeah, I honestly think actually this is gonna be the best picture winner this year. Um, which, which makes me cry. It's a always bit. interesting to think about that. That X factor that creates the best picture. Yeah. Please, like it's, it's a combination. Of I think it's just on the line that it gets yeah. to that level where it's like popular enough, but also artistic enough with yeah. great you've performances. Got, you're, you're it's got all the right you've got, You're hitting the artistic buttons. You're hitting the commercial buttons because it's no, since it's number six, it's not my favorite movie of the year. But I think yeah. out of 
everything yeah. that's out there, I think that might. Of course, I could be completely. I've never shipped a shake of water to win as much as I wanted to. <laughs> that, I was so pleased. <laughs> that I was movie so with the Guillermo del Toro's fixed fucking was, movie in a good way. I was like, yeah, fish sex. Yeah, yeah. No, a genre that's movie exactly is exactly what I like, wanted. From like, fish original. sex for the win. Like Shape of Water isn't directly a horror film, but it's enough in genre that it's I consider it. Film. I consider it's it in the genre. It's, yes, and it won Best but, Picture. That's amazing. Penises, so yes. booyah, booyah, man. Booyah. Penis fish. booyah, penis fish. I'm reading. I'm listening to the audiobook right now, so it's really cool. This is right. again. You guys, so, yes. I have yet to see the movie. You haven't seen Shape no. of Water? You know, dude. It's so good. I'll tell you this. I've you'll seen look, like, you'll appreciate it too. I'm a massive Del Toro fan. I Same. know. I, I've seen the fish penis, and that's about it. But there is, is no a penis. nice penis. Almost uh, as nice as Kim's. Yeah. My uh, penis is spectacular. All right, so are we on to my five? Uh, yes, yeah, so I guess. Uh, anything else to say about uh, about um, the sheep water? The star, star is born. Uh, I've said my talk lab Bradley Cooper for a minute. But I say he's uh, fantastic there, and he does like he's a first time director, but you wouldn't feel it. Uh, he, he keeps out a lot of the flourishes that you normally get. Yeah. That he's worked a lot with, with Clint Eastwood. He's worked a lot with David O, o. Russell. Um, so it's I think it really Batman comes through. the best impression I've seen in a long time. <laughs> His voice is really, really like that, but Batman. everything, everything. Batman, Batman, if he grew up in the fucking South and he dresses in a sheet. <laughs> <laughs> no, Bradley Cooper's definitely not racist. He, he, he doesn't. No, 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 Bradley Cooper, great guy. Great dude, <laughs> not a racist. But what's funny about that. Hashtag not a racist. But what's funny about, about him and that and Clint Eastwood <laughs> is how many people got mad when he was at the DNC. And people are like, dude, you're American slavery. He's like, fuck you. It's a movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I hate American. I want. All right, I'm gonna cut myself off before I talk about American Sniper and yeah, say, let's, let's what's your number five, uh-huh. Cody? And just what will Cody's number five be, or the rest of our number fives, or even our worst films? This is Bob popping in to note that we did go a little over, so we are splitting this episode into two parts, so you can hear everything that we're gonna be talking about without having to cut out a lot of the fun or a lot of the, a lot of the particular movies. So check out. Part two of this podcast coming out probably in the next couple of days. If you're listening to this the day it comes out, so thank you if you are. Uh, if not, just go ahead and download that next episode, pop it right in, and hear what else we have to talk about. Thank you, and thank you for listening.